Jump into the leadership game. Rise to the challenge and apply to become a DKM first-timer or a J.P. Morgan Chase Fellow. This is an exciting experience that will take your leadership skills to a new level. You'll learn from ACB passionate leaders and mentors. You continue your leadership journey. Don't delay. Apply today. For more information, please visit https slash slash www.acb.org slash 2023 first timers or contact Kenneth Simeon Sr. at simeon.k at outlook.com. The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service, nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. So, uh, what uh, what would you guys say about starting off with a couple of door prizes? Right? Get this, get this party started the right way? I know. I, I think we're talking to a room of asleep people. Is anybody awake out there? Come on, tell us you're awake. Somebody had dupe. Was that Karen? <laughs> nice. And I, I gave Gabe one of my famous uh, Starbucks triple shots, so he could be jumping yeah. off the walls here and, pretty And that's soon. on top of the coffee that Lisa gave me. So um, yeah, we we should uh, we should be able to stay awake up here. We we. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. I think we're ready to do a door prize, and we're going to go on to a treasurer's report. So, Lisa, what do you think? So, good morning, everybody. Good morning. So, we have a lot of door prizes. So, you lucky people. By a lot, we'd be like 312. Really? So, the first thing we're going to raffle off is going to be some of our retro swag. So we have a CCB sweatshirt and a $10 Starbucks gift card. Let's go. And Sarah is chair dancing here next to me. Queen of is Sarah Harris. <laughs> now, now she's really dancing. And let's go ahead and do one more. A sweatshirt and ten dollar Starbucks gift card. All right. One more time. Patricia Letts. Leeds. Is is Patricia here? Is Patricia here? Leets. <laughs> okay, we'll hold it and get it sent to her. Oh, she's here. Oh, raise your hand, Patricia. Congratulations. Yay. All right. Thank you. All right, and we will have uh, many points here throughout the morning where we are... Uh, 
doing door prizes, but at uh, this time, I would like to invite uh, somebody we haven't heard from for a long time. Um, Lisa Thomas, would you come up and give us a treasures report? So if you guys are not awake, you're going to fall back asleep right now. <laughs> I think I'm probably the only one that gets excited over these things. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. We heard that, Pam. <laughs> okay. In that case, uh, we need money. Oh. All right. Do we have a motion for that treasurer's report? I second. <laughs> okay. California Council of the Blind Conference and Convention 2023 financial report on CDs, brokerage, and checking accounts as of April 2nd, 2023. Account balances are as current as possible, and when prior year ending value is re referenced, prior year refers to financial reports read at Convention 2022 for the period ending April 30th, 2022, dated May 15th, 2022. FISN Investment Account Menino Scholarship Restricted for the period February 1 to February 28, 2023. Interest for money market, 0.01%. Beginning value, $44,443.03. Additions withdraws, negative 50. Taxable income year to date is $2,684.69. Ending value as of 22823, $46,671.29. Prior year ending value year to date was $45,329.93 for a difference of a negative $1,341.36. I just want to say um, for those of you that do investments, it's been a rough year or so. Um, it's been a volatile market. Unfortunately, um, there are some losses that you're going to see as I'm reading these reports. One other thing I want to note is that because it is April 2nd, we have not received the March statements, which is why the majority of these are as current as possible, which usually are dated as of February 28th. So I did my best to get the most current information for you folks. The Chase CCB Scholarship Business Account. CCB scholarship checking for the period ending March 1, 2023 to March 31, 2023. Beginning balance is $8,056.24. Ending balance as of April 2nd, 2023, $8,056.24. Ellen Murphy Fund. Before I read the Ellen Murphy Fund, I just need to say that the most current statement that I have is as of December 31st, 2022. We have not received the quarter, the first quarter of 2023. And due to the fact that I was um, unavailable for about two months, um, I, my error, I had Nicole send me the wrong statement. And so all we have that I have is for the end of December, 2022 but I will be glad to provide a current report if anybody would like, or if Gabe makes me <laughs> uh, at, our, at our next board meeting. No, 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 you're all good right now. Don't worry. <laughs> so the Ellen Murphy Fund for the period December 1, 2022 to December 31, 2022, total beginning value is 
$356.77. Change in value of investments from March 1 to March 31, 2022 is a $1,810.26. Change in value year to date, negative $6,768.59. Total ending value as of 12-31-2022 is $175,453.45. The Charles Schwab Cash and Cash Investment Account for Alan Murphy for the period December 1, 2022 to December 31, 2022, total beginning value is $17,300. $46.49. Total ending value at 12-31-2022, which includes accrued interest, is $17,273.55. Lily Perry Foundation Fund. Mer Merrill Lynch Security Account Restricted for the period February 1 to February 28, 2023. Total beginning value, including accrued interest, is $243,070.16. Change in value at February, from February 1 to February 28, 2023, negative $6,881.32. Total ending value as of February 28, 2023, $236,189.10. Prior year ending value, $250,000, I'm sorry, $250,600.34. The difference is a negative $14,411.24. The Lily Perry B of A business advantage cash account restricted period February 1 to February 28, 2023. The account opened April 14, 2021 with an interest rate of 0 0.0 annual percentage. Beginning balance $16,556.24. Interest paid for this period and year to date is zero. Ending balance $16,000. $556.24. Bank of America business checking and investment accounts. CCB general checking account for the period March 1st to March 31st, 2023. Beginning balance, $80,000. Why do I keep doing that? $80,657.87. Deposits and other credits. $31,667.68. Withdrawals and other debits, negative $4,326.40. Checks, $11,646.76. Ending balance as of April 2nd, 2023, $96,352.39. Again, that is our general operating account. Um, I just wanted to be sure that we kind of highlighted that one right there. Fogarty Scholarship for the account period February 1 to February 28, 2023. This account has an interest rate of 0 0.02, annual percentage yield, beginning balance $200.33, current balance as of April 2nd, 
2023, $200.33. CEA loan fund account for the period February 1 to February 28, 2023. Interest rate is 0.02 annual percentage yield. Beginning balance, $520.80. Current balance as of April 2nd, 2023, $520.80. The life membership seven-month CD account opened August 15, 20. Uh, August 15, 200, uh, golly, two, two, seven. I just see, I, I'm not awake. It, it must be Sunday morning. <laughs> 207, renewal notice for seven month featured CD dated December 22nd, 2022. New term is for seven months. New maturity date will be July 22nd, 2023. New interest rate is 0.03%. Interest paid year to date is 88 cents. Current value as of April 2nd, 2023 is $2,887.79. Lopez scholarship account for the period February 1 to February 28, 2023. An interest rate is 0.0. Annual percentage yield beginning balance is $139.97. Current balance as of April 2nd, 2023, $139.97. Crisis Committee Fund for the period February 1 to February 28, 2023. Interest rate is 0.01 annual percentage yield. Beginning balance is $845.27. Interest paid this period, 0.01. Interest paid year to date, 0.03. Ending balance, $845.28. Current balance as a, oh, just repeated that one. I'm sorry. On the move account for the period January 1, 2023 to January 28, 2023. Account opened November 23, 2020. The interest rate was 0.01 annual percentage yield. The beginning balance was $7,044.84. Current balance as of April 2nd, 2023 is zero. The full balance of this was transferred to the operating account. So it has a zero balance. It has not been closed as of yet because it's a possibility that we may use this account for something different, and I just want to keep it on hold. Summary, bottom line, total current assets of California Council of the Blind, $736,057.99. Restricted, $639,705.60. Unrestricted, 96,352. Current liabilities assumed to year end January, uh, December 31, 2023 is $81,356. Net assets, $654,701.99. This financial statement was prepared March 15, 2023, revised April 1, 2023, submitted by Lisa Presley Thomas, Treasurer. I just want to note, right. like Gabe mentioned, um, that Mitch will be uh, reading the Newell Perry account, so that was not accounted for in my report. All right. Thank you, Lisa. And judging by that applause, I do believe we have a few folks still awake in the room. So awesome. 
Um, are there any questions for Lisa uh, regarding that? Are there any questions in Zoom? No, there are not. Are there any questions in the room? No. All right. Do we have a motion? All right. All right. We have a motion and a second to accept the treasurer's report as read. All in favor, say aye. Aye. All right. If there's anybody opposed, say nay. All right. Awesome. Thank you, everybody. And thank you, Lisa, for that report. You're welcome. So, don't I we have we an do awesome treasurer, y'all? I I can never say it enough. We are so, so, so lucky to have her. And without her, I don't even know if we would have CCB right now, to be totally honest. So thank you, Lisa, for that and for everything else you do. I cannot take all that credit, Gabe. Please don't put that on my on my lap. I cannot take credit for that. I'm I'm doing my best with what we have. I am trying to make sure that CCB strives, that we stay alive. Unfortunately, I know that we're currently dealing with a situation that's really hindering us. I am doing my best to get this resolved. Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that what we're doing right now, the actions we're taking, um, will get us to where we need to be. But really, like I said last night, I mean, if it's not a, for the support of the chapters, the support of all of you folks coming to convention, this is a huge income generating event for us. Um, we will get through our current situation. I know that it, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. We will get there. Um, so I can't take, I mean, I, I have a, a a board that is great. They support me. You guys support me. I'm doing my best. And so thank you so much for all your support. All right. So next up, um, for those of y'all on, on Zoom that are hearing that, we're, uh, we're hearing a call in the room here to uh, do a demonstration in front of IRS until they give us our our uh, support or approve our application. So, uh, all right. At this point, can uh, can we get Mitch Pomerantz unmuted on Zoom? Welcome. Good morning, Mr. President. If I may take a moment before providing my report to a moment moment of personal privilege. Two individuals last night at the banquet were honored. Um, one of them was uh, a colleague of mine back in the, in the 90s, uh, Assembly Member Reginald Jones Sawyer. Uh, he and I were coworkers. Reggie, before he entered into politics, uh, worked for the city of Los Angeles and uh, served with me on our ADA oversight committee and I I want you to know that, uh, and I call him Reggie, and I've always called him Reggie, is a down-to-earth, uh, sincere gentleman who really, really believes in, uh, in, in disability and blind rights. Uh, his brother is blind. I've actually spoken to his brother. His brother, the last I spoke with him, was a vice principal of a middle school, I believe, in West Virginia. So I was I was really pleased that uh, Reginald Jones Sawyer received CCB's legislature legislator of the year. I also want to uh, express my my 
appreciation for the fact that Don Queen is now a member of the Hall of Fame. Um, I just completed 50 years in CCB, but Don's got me beaten by a lot. Don was an in-the-trenches, down-to-earth, hard worker in this organization, and truly there's no one who deserves the honor more than uh, than Don Queen. So um, those those two recognitions last night um, were very personal to me. So with and, that... Thank you, Mitch, and, and speaking... Uh... I'm sure I uh, don't think Margie's in the room here, but I'll I'll take the privilege of speaking on the behalf of the awards committee. It was our pleasure to be able to give those awards last night, and so thank you for those words. Yours, very good. So, good morning to you, President Griffith, uh, to the board of directors, and members of the California Council of the Blind. This will serve as the report of the Newell Perry Endowment Trust to the conference and convention of the California Council of the Blind is required by Article 4.9 of our bylaws. The individuals who continue serving as trustees are Margaret Bushman Garcia and Richard Rueda, as well as uh, myself, Mitch Pomerantz. Once again, I want to acknowledge and thank both Margaret and Richard for their efforts over the past several years as stewards of the Newell Perry Endowment Trust. We last reported to the board of directors and to the membership at the May 2022 conference and convention when trust assets were $160,006.04 through March 31st of the year, which was the most recent report received from Morgan Stanley prior to that conference and convention. Through February 2023, the most recent report to date, trust value stands at $146,422.24, a decrease of $13,583.80, or a minus 8.49% over the last 11 months. Since February 2022, which is a, the 12 months, 12 months previous, trust value decreased by $10,452.40, or a minus 6.69%, from 156884 As of 1231.22, trust value was one, let me double check, yeah. Trust value was $143,372.32, a decrease of $25,196.35, or just under 15% since 1231-21, when trust, values, trust value was $168,000, $164.15. Clearly, our investments experienced a significant downturn last year, but so did the overall U.S. economy, as Lisa so correctly pointed out a few minutes ago. As I have done previously, I want to thank Donna Andrews and her team at Morgan Stanley, 
they have kept the Newell Perry Endowment trustees uh, up to date on our portfolio and uh, in the loop regarding the economic outlook uh, generally. This concludes the Newell Perry report to the board of directors and members of the 2023 conference and convention of the California Council of the Blind. Uh, this written report was submitted to uh, President Griffith, uh, I think it was March 22nd. So thank you, and uh, I will be open for questions should uh, the numbers not put everybody else to sleep. Thank, thank you, Mitch. I'm with you, Mitch. I'm not asleep. <laughs> Lisa says she's not asleep. So thank you, Mitch. Um, yeah, as, as we've heard, you know, with Lisa's report and with that, uh, definitely reflects the, uh, shall we say, just a volatility of the investment market right now. So thank you. Um, and we have confidence, hopefully, that that will bounce back and that that money will be able to, to head the other way here in the near future. Are there any questions for Mitch? Either, uh, do we have anybody on Zoom with a raised hand? We do not. Do not. Thank you. And do we have anybody here in the room with a question for Mitch? Okay, we're we're hearing moving movements in seconds, but I didn't actually hear what we're moving. Or do we have a motion? Then, if there, if I'm not hearing any questions, I'm hearing motions. Do we have a motion to accept this report? Okay, moved and seconded. Um, all in favor, say aye. Anyone opposed, say nay. All right. Thank you, Mitch, for that report. We appreciate it. Thank you. Everybody take care and have a good rest of your morning. All right. And at this time, if uh, Steve Bauer, if you'd start making your way up towards the front here, because I, I am here. You're up. You're up. You're here. Yes. Thank you. But before we hear from you, uh, Lisa, do you have your little door prize wheel there? Or do. Let, let's give away a couple more door prizes. Let's go with some big ones. Let's do let's do twenty five dollar Starbucks gift card given by Baby Chapter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> The winner is Alvin Monk. Alvin, are you here? Alvin. Congratulations, Alvin. Yesterday, no. Okay. Baby. This one is out. Baby. Let's do another one. Let's do it. I got a lot of stuff to give away. Let's do a couple of more. Okay. And Nicole's not here, so I can't give it back to her to take it back to the office. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, what was that? I'll give them to Karen. Oh, I give. I'll give her a call. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's do a twenty-five dollar gift card given by Silicon Valley. Hey. Hey. Silly. Silly, silly. You know, I know their president. He's pretty cool. <laughs> Brenda Trevino. 
Put That's the Yosemite Gateway. No, Brenda? Okay, do you need to get that one to her? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do one more before we go on to, to the next. Okay, let's switch it up. How about a retro CCB sweatshirt and a $10 Starbucks card? <laughs> Jeff, are you here? No. Jeff Thompson here? No, Je Jeff left. Jeff, Je Jeff, are you here? You're the winner. You're the winner. Apparently, you have to sit at the head table. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Lisa, and we'll do a couple more here in a minute. But uh, at this point, I would like to recognize Mr. Steve Bauer, our CCB secretary, to read the minutes from our 2022 business meeting. So, Steve, go ahead and take it away. Thanks, Gabe, and good morning, everybody. Uh, these are 2022 conference and convention business meeting minutes as submitted by Secretary Linda Perell. Thursday, May 12th, 2022, President Gabe Griffith convened the 2022 CCB Virtual Conference and Convention shortly after 6 p.m. on Thursday evening, May 12th. After the reading of convention rules and the standing rules, Larry Gassman moved and Penny Valavino seconded to adopt these rules as presented. The motion carried. Later in the evening, Frank Welty presented both the Credentials Committee and the Nominating Committee report. The resolutions were, I'm sorry, uh, the reports were accepted as presented. The following slate of nominees were read. Gabe Griffith for President, Rob Turner for Second Vice President, Lisa Presley Thomas for Treasurer, Larry Gassman for Director, Regina Brink for Director, Jeff Tom for Director, Andrea DeClotz uh, for Director. Steve Bauer, Bylaws Committee Chair, presented the committee's report. No bylaws will be introduced for consideration during this convention. Possible amendments will be will likely be brought forward next year. Friday, May 13, 2022, annual elections were conducted on the evening of Friday, May 13th. Gabe Griffith was nominated for president. Since there were no other candidates presented, Larry Gassman moved to close nominations and elect Gabe by acclamation. The motion carried. Rob Turner was nominated for second vice president. No other candidates were presented. Andrea DeClotz moved to close nominations and elect Rob by acclamation. The motion carried. Lisa Presley Thomas was nominated for treasurer. No other candidates were, uh, were um, sorry, no other candidates were presented. Sarah Harris moved to close nominations and elect Lisa by acclamation. The motion carried. Larry Gassman was nominated for director. No other candidates were presented. Andrea DeClotz moved to close nominations and elect Larry by acclamation. The motion carried. Regina Brink was nominated for director. No other candidates were presented. Sarah Harris moved to close nominations and elect Regina by acclamation. The motion carried. Jeff Tom was nominated for director. No other candidates were presented. 
Andrea DeClotz moved to close nominations and elect Jeff by acclamation. The motion carried. Andrea DeClotz was nominated for director. No other candidates were presented. Sarah Harris moved to close nominations and elect Andrea by acclamation. The motion carried. Sunday, May 15th, 2022. President Gabe Griffith reconvened the meeting at about 9 a.m. The 2022 draft CCB conference and convention business meeting minutes were read. I believe she meant 2021. Um, Lisa Presley Thomas presented the 2021 CCB treasurer's report. The full report will be available upon request from the CCB office. Mitch Pomerantz, chair of the Noel Perry uh, Endowment Trust, presented the trust report. He thanked Margaret Bushman Garcia and Richard Rita for their years of service as ongoing members of the trust. On March 31st, 2021, the fund stood at $149,618.66. On March 31st, 2022, the balance was $160,006.04, an increase of $10,387.38. On September 30th, 2021, the balance was $157,814.08. The fund increased by $2,191.06 between October 20, 2021 and the current balance. At the end of 2021, the fund stood at $168,164.15, demonstrating the volatility of market in the last few months. Frank Welty asked for the highest amount the fund had, had contained in the past, the answer was somewhere between $230,000 and $240,000. That concludes uh, the report. Rob, uh, Rob, excuse me, Rob Turner moved and Steve Bauer seconded to accept the report as presented. The motion carried. Steve Bauer, bylaws committee chair, presented the bylaws report. At this time, no new bylaws have been presented for consideration. The committee will be looking at the following issues at their upcoming meeting. Jeff Tom and Sarah Harris, co-chairs of the Resolutions Committee, presented the resolutions for 2022. Eight resolutions were read. All received a due pass motion from the committee and were ultimately carried by the membership. Resolution 2022-1, Amazon Disability Customer Support Line, Resolution 2022-2, Expanded Core Curriculum. Resolution 2022-3, it says here resolutions. I believe that one was withdrawn. I'm gonna have to check on that um, to be sure. Resolution 2022-, I'm sorry. Uh, resolution 2022-04, ADA Assistance Resolution. Resolution 2022-05, Role of the State Attorney General in Access Advocacy, Resolution 2022-06, Housing Accessibility, Resolution 2022-07, Volunteer Appreciation, Resolution 2022-08, Convention Planning Committee, Gratitude. President Gabe Griffith adjourned the 2022 Conference and Convention shortly after noon on Sunday, May 15th. That is the end of the minutes from last year.
Thank you, Steve. And I believe that resolution was it three or four that was said resolutions. Um, actually, it, I believe it passed, but it was on. Uh, it just it was the title actually resolutions because it dealt with the uh, reporting of resolutions and how we're supposed to report on them periodically, um, which we need to do a better job of. Um, so thank you for that uh, reading of those minutes. Do you have any questions for uh, on those minutes? Hearing none, do we have a motion? All right, I hear a couple of so moved, and I just heard a second, so we have a motion and a report to accept the minutes. All in favor, please say aye. All right, and anyone opposed, say nay. Very good, thank you, everybody. And uh, Steve, I'm going to ask you now to to take off that hat and uh, switch over to your uh, to the other hat they had sitting on the table there. Uh, very nice sombrero looking hat, I think. Um, so uh, now we're going to hear uh, the bylaws report. Have Thank I, you very I much. Have long enough for you to switch files? Yes. <laughs> Can't find my headphones, but I do have a new hat, so I'm good. There, and, there we go. And Maybe your headphones are connected has to the hat. Tassels, everybody. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, this is proposed by law amendment as uh, presented by Gabe Griffith. Article 6, Section 5, current language, officers and directors shall not serve more than three consecutive terms in any given office. That person may run again after a one-year absence from that position. Proposed language, officers and directors shall not serve more than three consecutive terms in any given office. The person may not, I'm sorry, uh, that person may run again after a one-year one absence from that position. These term limits shall not apply to the Office of Treasurer. End of proposed amendment. All right. Thank you, Steve. And uh, is there any... Uh, was there any debate on that? I, I'm hearing uh, comments from the peanut gallery, but is there any debate on that? Uh, we do have a hand in Zoom, Margie. All right. Who is our hand in Zoom? Good morning. It's Margie. Hello, Margie. And I, and I am in the room virtually, Gabe. <laughs> and I have been. Um, I recognize that we have an incredible um, treasure in Lisa. I've also been in this organization since 1981, and there have been times where we haven't had such incredible treasures. And therefore, I rise to speak in opposition of this amendment. Um, <clears throat> this has nothing to do with Lisa, of course, but it concerns me the times we don't have incredible treasures and whether we continue to allow them to sit in office or not just because they're the treasure. Um, I don't think is a good idea. Thank you. Thank you, Margie. Is there anybody that wishes to speak in favor of this amendment? I I, I think I heard I think I heard Joe first, and then I heard a couple of others. But uh, we'll have Joe speaking in favor, and then we'll see if there's anybody else who wishes to speak in opposition. Well, my opinion is that it's if, if we you can other people still can go up against um the treasurer 
So I don't think uh, so. If we wanted to vote someone else in, we could do that. So I, I think it's a good thing. And we have another hand in Zoom. Dan Kaiser. All right, and uh, Dan, before you speak, are you or before I recognize you, are you speaking in favor or opposition to it? Dan, in opposition. In opposition. Okay, we'll have Dan speak in opposition. I believe Frank Walter is the next person I heard in favor here in the room. So. And we have two hands in Zoom. Okay. Um, who's the other hand? And let's see if they're in favor or opposition. Sheila Gunn-Cushman. I'm in opposition. Okay, Sheila in opposition. And Bye. Robert Acosta. Wow. All right. Um, and Bob, are you in Sir, favor Mr. or opposition? President, I had, I'm sorry, I missed your comment about the point of information of the amendment. I understand. I'm a Lisa fan. She could go for life as far as I'm concerned on this. But my is, point is, is comment or are you are you do you have a question on the amendment, Bob, or are you speaking? I, I want to ask the point of information that I'll know which side I'm on. Okay. If you could answer it. You did, and I came in late. It's a long story. But unlimited can others run against the treasurer who would beat them anyway, but could could others from the floor or nominations committee run against the treasurer? Is that in the amendment? Of course, the, this amendment changes nothing. It does not appoint somebody for life. It just means that they can continue to run after they've served three terms. Okay, thank you. So anybody, anybody can be nominated at any time. Okay. Just as, just as thank we you, sir. Do. I got it. You're um, welcome. Okay. I, I don't want to speak. I, I think it's great. Thank you. Okay, um, so we will. And the treasurer can leave at any time as well. Correct, Gabe. Um, only in theory, not. That 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 is in theory, not in practice. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so let's move to Dan Kaiser speaking in opposition, and then we will go to our uh, speaker in favor. So, uh, Dan, go okay. ahead. Okay. Yeah. Hi. I understand the clarification. However, I don't feel comfortable with the clarification in the sense that it's not written down anywhere. So the interpretation is wide open for that, um, for what Bob Acosta's clarification was, what the, the, the fact that it doesn't say you can't run, it doesn't say you can, uh, I don't know, it just is a little vague to me. But if it is, if it is clarified, and it is the way that it was said, I would withdraw my uh uh, opposition. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Dan. Um, can we get the mic to Frank Welty? Frank Welty here in, in, in favor. Just to answer uh, Mr. Kaiser's point, which is a very valid one, is that it should be kept in mind that the bylaws do specify, have provisions regarding elections, and uh, we also have, have, uh, have standing rules regarding those issues, and none of that changes. So this is not keep preventing anybody from running. It is not forcing anybody to run or not run. It simply gives us the option of extending more terms to our treasurer should we decide to do so. I also want to acknowledge the concerns of Margie Donovan. We always have to think about the, the possible downsides whenever we make a decision about an amendment. And she raises a valid concern that we do want to make sure that we don't hamper the possibility 
for the healthy turnover of positions in this organization. I completely agree with that. In this case, it's a matter of balance that the fact of the matter is that we've learned through experience that really good treasurers can be hard to find. And we have a really good one. We happen to, we happen to do so at this time, but it could happen again, that when we have a consensus that we have a very qualified individual serving in that very specific, very technical position, that it is worth a certain amount of risk in order to keep such skills in an important position. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. We will now move to Sheila Gunn-Cushman speaking in opposition. Basically, Dan and Margie said what I would say, and the only thing I would add <clears throat> is once someone is an incumbent, whether they're good or bad, it is unlikely that someone will win against them. So if they are bad or not good enough, or I don't know how we phrase that, um, I would have a problem with this amendment as it is, unless clarifications were put in the amendment to make sure that it's clear. I hear you, Frank, and I hear you, Gabe, that those clarifications are in other parts of the bylaws. But when we're all gone, no one's going to remember what we said or did unless it's written or documented in some form. That's all. Thanks. Thank and you, we did Sheila. get another hand in Zoom if you want that. All right. Um, but, yep. Okay. Okay. I hear you guys. Give me a second. I, I have heard a call for the question. So um, at this point, all in favor, say aye. Anybody opposed, say nay. Nay. No. I'm also a no. <laughs> um, I have heard... Uh, I believe here in the room, I've, I've, we've heard the, the vote here. And so what it, at this point, what I would like to do is ask those on Zoom, if you are opposed to this resolution, raise, uh, raise your hand. And uh, if we have more than 10 folks raise their hand, then we will. Uh... We have three hands raised. Yep, three hands on the attendee side out of 17. Okay, so we have three out of 17 hands raised on the uh, on Zoom in opposition. I am going to declare with uh, those hands and what I heard here in the room, I'm going to declare that, uh, and I think it was a two-thirds uh, to pass. I'm going to declare that, we, that that amendment passed. While you guys are discussing, can I just make a comment? So I just want to make a comment that that um, 
this bylaw amendment and, and Gabe and Sarah and the court will tell you, you know, I always kept joking. I'm the first one to say I'm against it, <laughs> but that was a joke. At the end of the day, I just wanted to clarify, this is not about a who's the current treasurer situation. This is not about, you know, keeping me here forever. I, I don't plan to be here forever. I think that there, the treasurer's position is a little bit of a different position on, on the board than the others. Um, there's crucial information, there's security information. Um, we've seen, you know, over the last 20 years that when we don't have a continuing person that problems happen, um, and that is at no fault of, of, of our membership. You know, there's also outsiders that we pay that have assisted us through through all of these years. So I just wanted to just make the comment that this is not about me as current treasurer sticking around for, for so long. It's more about the fact that we want to ensure that we have a solid individual who knows what they're doing, that can continue on, and that we don't have to worry about um, a gap in missing information, the continuation of being able to have that one person continuously year after year as long as the person they want to serve. And it's more about the consistency. It's not about me at all. So I just wanted to make that comment. Thank you. Okay. Did the church say amen? Did the church say amen, Guillermo? All right, folks. So at this point, at at this point, like I said, my my ruling is that that is that that amendment passed. Hold on, let me explain something before we do a point of order. Um, my my uh, my ruling was that that amendment passed. So at this point, if we have more than ten people here in the room and on Zoom combined that raise your hand or stand up to appeal that, then we will move and do a. Uh, a hybrid vote where we will have to have folks, you know, stand or raise their hands to vote uh, one way or the other. So at this point, um, before we do that, I guess uh, we should probably do the point of order. I, was that Regina? Yes, that's, and that's why I asked you to hold off while I did that explanation. So at this point, if you are in opposition to my ruling that that passed, um, please either stand up or raise your hand here in the room and hit the raise hand button on your Zoom, which is, I think, Alt-Y on a PC, Option-Y on a yeah. Mac, hit the raise hand button in the app, or star nine if you are dialing in. That is correct. So, I'm, hoping, I'm having our volunteer in the room count the hands and the okay. people standing so that I'm out of it. Okay. So if the volunteer here in the room could come tell me how many hands we have up here in the room. We have two in Zoom thus far. Okay. We'll give it another few seconds. Let me know if that changes either of you guys. Is, that, is there any change in the room? And, and is there any change on Zoom? There is not. Okay, we have four people here in the room and two people on Zoom, so that is six. So um, that does not reach our threshold of 10 people to challenge it. So that amendment officially is adopted. Thank you, Steve. Is there anything else you would like to uh, say before we 
बहुत All right. So okay. I'm going to sit with that. I just want to congratulate uh, Mr. Gabe over here for figuring that all out cuz we're we're learning as we go. So thank you both. Yeah, yeah. Thank you Sarah. Um and you know, thing this this whole big back in person after almost 1400 days thing, right? Um and and doing a hybrid convention and and trying to figure this thing out as we go. So thank you. We have a a great team working on this stuff. and and thank you everybody for your um, for your patience and your uh, understanding as we do this thank you steve so um i'm going to assume that the concludes the bylaws report so i want on behalf of steve since he's back in the back to the room already um i would like to thank the bylaws committee for all their work and coming together and and working on things we did have a couple of bylaws that were submitted this year um so one of them needs a little bit more work and we'll probably come back next year but uh again thank you to the bylaws committee and i it's sunday morning so i'm blanking on who the uh, all the committee's are, members are so rather than leaving anybody out i'm just going to say thank you to the committee um and at that and at this point uh lisa before we move to everybody's favorite part of the morning um do we have another door prize or three i have maybe All right. Okay. We we've got an option. One, three, or six. Let's do three for now. So I'm I'm going to sweeten the pot here. Now we're giving away a ten dollar Starbucks gift card, a Bluetooth speaker, and a sweatshirt. Ooh, Jose Verde wants another Bluetooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Winner is Kevin Burkery. Hey Kevin. Kevin, Kevin, are you still here? Can you raise your hand? There he goes, Jay. Uh, sounds like he's in the back right there. Kevin's going to have a Bluetooth for every room of it, of their house. Okay, now let's do a sweatshirt and a CCB Tains across California retro T-shirts. Everybody needs and a Bluetooth speaker. I feel like the let's make a deal. She's giving away the house here now, folks. Look, I'm giving it away. Miss <laughs> Karen Schroeder. We know she's here. Karen and Karen and uh in the front left here. Nice. Yeah, I I want to say here real quick before Lisa does our our last door prize for this round. We have a pretty good crowd here in this room for Sunday morning. So, congratulations y'all. Thank you for thank you for sticking with us and and being here this entire Oh, I I know on Zoom, but I just want to thank everybody that's made the effort to come up here and that has stuck here in the room for these 3 days and been here. We have a a great crowd in person for our uh 
Sunday morning of our, our first convention uh, back in person for a long time. So thank you. And, and definitely thank you to those of you on Zoom. Are we doing another door? Yeah, we're doing one more and then we'll move move on. I just Am I pushing I just, the subject? No, I just got all right. So let's do $25 Olive Garden gift card. Olive Garden. My favorite place. And this was given by the Glendale Burbank chapter. All right. And the winner is Matt Singlinger. Well, I believe he is here, correct? Maybe, maybe Matt will take his favorite chapter treasure to lunch. <laughs> No, I think you can take a free spooky eating treasure to like. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Lisa. And we will uh, now what we're going to do is I will recognize our fabulous resolutions chairs, Mr. Jeff Tom and Ms. Sarah Harris. And uh, Jeff and Sarah, as we're going through here, maybe every couple of resolutions, let's uh, take a break for another door prize since we've got a bunch to give away. And I will leave it up to the two of you to decide when we're going to do that. I, I, it's a lot of pressure, I know, but I know you two can handle it. I, I just I just got told that I'm the boss. Wow. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, friends. So we have 12 resolutions to make it through today, okay? And, and, and what I want to say first is, it, hey, hey, listen to me, please, friends. Friends in the room. Yes. All right. Okay. So what I want to say is, is what I have seen and, and Jeff can attest to this over the last few years is a, a real motivation that we haven't seen in a long time to get things done, to make good stuff happen. I almost said the other word because that's just me. Y'all know me. Um, and yeah, and then I remember that I'm, I'm ACB media and, you know, I, I we make it fine or something. I don't know. Um, so, I, I really, really, really want to thank everybody. And so we are going to start with um, number one. So Guillermo, are you are you back there ready to go? All right. So uh, go ahead and play it. Resolution 2023-01, paratransit eligibility procedures. Whereas in determining paratransit eligibility, it is the prevailing practice among California transit districts to require riders to have their eligibility recertified at stated intervals, such as every three or five years. And whereas this requirement applies even when the rider's disability is permanent and irreversible. And whereas during the recertification process, transit districts often require a physician to complete and sign a portion of the recertification application. And whereas when a transit district is in receipt of a physician's determination that a disability is permanent and irreversible, there is no reason to have the rider's eligibility subsequently recertified. And whereas completing the application and finding a physician to complete and sign a portion of the paratransit recertification application can be difficult and time-consuming. And whereas obtaining a physician's services is frequently expensive, especially for low-income riders. And whereas eliminating this requirement 
will result in monetary savings and lessens the administrative burden for transit districts. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the California Council of the Blind in convention assembled this second day of April 2023, that this organization urge and assist its chapters, affiliates, and all members to advocate with transit districts and appropriate elected officials to eliminate the requirement for recertification of paratransit eligibility for those riders whose disability is permanent and irreversible, and be it further resolved that a copy of this resolution be sent to each chapter and affiliate, and be it further resolved that this organization send a copy of this resolution to the California Association of Coordinated Transit for dissemination to each transit district. All right, friends, and I and I wanted to tell everybody that this one was introduced by the one, the only Miss Margie Donovan, and and you know, and 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 I think that we can all um, hopefully all agree in the room that yes, this is a pain in the butt, and so I I would I would like to go ahead and just let's let's get it out of the way, let's get a motion and a second on the floor, and then we'll roll to do. We don't necessarily need a motion and a second. How does the committee recommend? Oh yes, thank you. It's been a while. Yeah, we've right, been a do right. pass. Okay. Yeah. So uh, committee uh, recommends a due pass since it's a committee recommendation. Um, All right. Then uh, we don't necessarily need a second. So we have the motion on the floor now. All right. So if there's anybody in opposition on Zoom or in the room, those in the room stand up. Those on Zoom, raise your hands. Yeah, if you're in the room, you can raise your hand too if you're tired. It's okay. We have a question. All right. While we're raising hands, let's answer a question. Okay. Uh, this is this is David. I think the resolution is great, but I have a couple of comments that I'm concerned about. I think that if a person is congenitally blind or has been blind or disabled for many years, I don't think one should have to go to the doctor at all. I think one should be able to go to a social worker, a rehab counselor, and I don't see this in the resolution. I pointed that out during our committee meeting, and my point was ignored. So I, I think there needs to be some clarification here. Um, but other than that, I, I think this is this is really a great resolution. And and to your to your point, David, I, I totally get what you're saying, and I, I think it, has I think we got to start where we can start. Hi, this is Margie, and I have been hey, unmuted. Hi, I'd like to address David's question. David did bring that up at resolutions, and we suggested that be a separate resolution. That wasn't part of my original intent. And um, so, David, I invite you next year to write a resolution on that one. Thank you. <laughs> so, so apparently, resolution number one, two thousand twenty-four dash one, is also going to be on uh, paratransit certification. <laughs> All right. So, Chanel, do we have any hands raised in the room in opposition on Zoom? We do not. We just had Margie with her point before I had a chance to introduce her, uh, but we have not had any other well, hands. <laughs> well, well, Chanel, it's 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 Margie, you know. <laughs> we love you, Margie. We love you, Margie. And, and the author of the resolution yes. gets to have. Yes, right that's there. that's for sure. I, I'm, no, I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I just wanted. Yeah. 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 All, all right. Uh, so, Sarah, do we have any hands yeah. or people standing in the room? There are no people standing or no hands in the room. All right, then all right. we are going to uh, declare this one passed. Woohoo! Hey.
All right, we have a point of inquiry from Frank, I believe. Can somebody take him a mic? That reader is really good. Who is it? Oh, so that is AI. Um, Guillermo, you want to tell tell everybody? Yes. That's a sympathetic voice. Okay. 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 I, I think it's talk GPT. Hey, everybody. So with all of this advent of AI, uh, this was voice AI from a service called Eleven Labs. And the voice is Adam. If you want more information, you can always go to 11labs.io and play around. Uh, and we have a hand in Zoom. It, it's 11 spelled out. All right. All right. So thank you, Adam, for your beautiful voice. <laughs> and we have a hand in Zoom. Sheila Gunkushman. This is just a fun little comment. I swear if it was changed just a little bit, you could have a passable Paul Freeze. <laughs> that's all yeah yeah yes 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 and so Ch chanel we're gonna um, not take the extra hands in between things all right so we're gonna move on to number two uh, guillermo play it and then i'll remember who who wrote it hey <laughs> hey i'm honest guys you guys know this about me if i'm i'm just you know resolution 2023 Zero two vending facility equipment. Whereas historically, Randolph Shepard vendors have not had to pay for facility equipment used to operate the facility, such as appliances, cash registers, and card readers. And whereas instead, states purchase equipment using federal funds, along with matching funds from various sources. And whereas in some states, including California, the required match for the purchase of equipment is obtained through funds collected from BEP vendors by state licensing agencies, with these funds being known as set-aside funds. And whereas the Federal Rehabilitation Services Administration, as part of the U.S. Department of Education, and the Office of Management and Budget initially approved a regulatory requirement, which limited the state's ability to purchase BEP equipment to purchases of at least $5,000. And whereas the result of this decision was to require a BEP vendor to make purchases of equipment under $5,000. And whereas, in light of the pandemic, these federal entities revised this requirement by reducing the threshold which must be met before the state may purchase equipment from $5,000 to $1,000. And whereas, due to such vendor equipment expenses for the facility, and in light of shrinking BEP facility income, due to fewer patrons working in these facilities since the onset of the pandemic, $1,000 maximum remains a burdensome cost when a vendor must purchase such equipment as coffee makers, cash registers, card readers, and microwave ovens that are below the required $1,000. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the California Council of the Blind in hybrid convention assembled this second day of April 2023. But this organization urged the Federal Rehabilitation Services Administration and the Office of Management and Budget to eliminate the prohibition against a state using federal and matching funds for the purchase of equipment valued at less than $1,000, and be it further resolved that a copy of this resolution be sent to the American Council of the Blind for action at its 2023 National Convention. 
All right. And thank you, Adam. And thank you, Guillermo. And that and 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 the committee recommends that you pass. This was presented to us by Joe Smith, my fellow blind advisory committee member. Do we have Joe Smith here in the room or on Zoom? So hopefully that is uh, Joe. Hi, I'm Dirk. No, I heard. Oh, it's Dirk. I Dirk. think within. Oh. Uh, I think with inflation, we should be Joe asking for $10,000, not $5,000. The original, we don't have a date on the uh, original $5,000, but I'm sure it was a decade ago or more. And hey, we have hey, Joe Dirk. Smith now. Oh, cool. And real quick, Dirk, so it's it's already at $1,000, and we want to eliminate it completely. Joe? Yeah, I uh, this came up at the last blind advisory committee and uh, being an old retired vendor and worked in the BP program for several years. uh, You know, this is a change from the federal government. And I just felt we needed to do something to try to uh, there's been a long time that the department, the the feds have kind of uh, treated the BP programs like a stepchild. And I think that we really need to stand up to this uh, and see what we can do to help the vendors. Thank you, Joe. And, and so I'm going to take Joe as my, my first in favor. Do we have anybody opposed? If you are opposed in the room, please raise your hand. If you're opposed on zoom, raise your hand. I'm in favor. If you need another in favor. Thank you, Artemis. No hands in Zoom. No hands in Zoom. Do we have any hands in the room? Artists? Oh, artists is in favor. We needed to know if we had any opposition. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Well, hearing no opposition, we are going to declare this resolution passed. And congratulations, Joe Smith. Woohoo. Thank you. So we're we're trying to to work this rule in hybrid, guys. So just just so you know. So we're gonna we're gonna finish here a little bit. Gonna go step back, rewind. All right. So if there's anybody in the room or on Zoom that is opposed to this resolution, this is number two for the the vendors. Let's uh, raise your hand, either in the room or in Zoom. Let's see if anybody is opposed. We need to see if we get ten folks. There are no hands in Zoom. No hands in Zoom. Do we wait? Hold on, hold on. Do we have any hands in the room? No hands in the room. No hands on Zoom. All right. So back to my original. We are going to declare this one passed. And Guillermo, we're going to take a little break and do some door prizes real quick. If uh, Madam Eyeballs over here is ready. Oh, she just stepped away. Never mind. <laughs> so, Adam. Uh, I, 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 AI said that Larry Gassman won. I think that he's full of you know what. Okay, so oh, she's coming back. That's AI. That's AI. This is Lisa, Lisa, Lisa in the cult jam. <laughs> All right, Madam Eyeballs, you got a couple of uh, door prizes for us, please. 
little out of breath because I just ran and I don't run. Okay, let's do. What, what was that? Stephanie wants to share Bluetooth. Are, are you trying to speak it into existence, Joe? <laughs> so, $25 Amazon gift card given by the Bayview chapter. And the winner is, I believe she is still the Bayview chapter president, Patty Nash. Well. <laughs> <laughs> She's not here. Congratulations, Patty. Do you want to take it back to you? Want us to send it? Okay. You can take it to Eric. Thanks, Eric. Okay, now let's do a CCB sweatshirt, a Chains Across California t shirt, and a Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> and a Bluetooth speaker. Diane Harms. Oh. Are you here, Diane? No, Diane? She may be listening in the room. Are you on Zoom, Diane? Yeah, she's heard the image, but she may be listening okay. in the room. No. Okay. We'll get it to her somehow. Okay, we'll get to it. Okay, now let's do another t sweatshirt, t-shirt, Bluetooth speaker. Let's do it. Diane Deutsch. Oh, congratulations. I'll have someone bring it to you right now, Diane. The Dianes are the winners. This time, let's do... How about a $25 gift card from Target? That, that, that's you? That's you? And this one is going to be from the San Francisco chapter. Hey. Okay, well, um, hold on. Uh, the internet is not cooperating at the moment. Maybe you have to change the song. Yeah. Oh, you want me to change the song? No, yeah. the internet. The hotel internet is. Erin Espinoza. Erin Espinoza. I think he went home already. Okay. All right. Erin. No, he's not here. 
So shake. Okay. That, well, well, we can't. We can't shake the computer. <laughs> All right. So we're actually going to go back to our regularly scheduled resolutions. So, so Guillermo, my maestro back there, are you ready? Yep. All right. Resolution 2023-03 funding of AIRA or similar services. Whereas choosing community-based living and self-determined lives is a freedom that is valued by Californians who are blind or have low vision. And whereas access to everyday visual information is by far one of the most challenging barrier to true independence and quality of life for people who are blind or have low vision. And whereas technological advancements have brought about new visual interpretation services, such as AIRA, a fee-based service using highly trained paid agents for customers who are blind or have low vision. And whereas these agents, through access to a customer's computer or smartphone camera and to digital content through remote access to assist with, among other things, reading mail and other printed materials, self-administration and reading results of at-home medical tests, computer access concerns interpreting inaccessible digital content, and identifying landmarks and signs when traveling. And whereas the state of California has a long history of providing programs and services that enhance opportunities for people with vision loss to enjoy independent and productive lives. And whereas, as an example, the state funds NFB Newsline, an accessible reading service. And whereas the Deaf and Disabled Telecommunications Program, EDTP, which is administered by the California Public Utilities Commission, CPUC, provides an array of telecommunications devices and services to people with disabilities, including various specialized phones, the California Video Relay Service, VRS, for people who are deaf or hard of hearing, and the Voice Options Program, which provides people with speech disabilities with communication devices. And whereas AIRA, like the VRS, makes the world a far more accessible place. And whereas the cost of AIRA is often unaffordable for low- and middle-income Californians with vision loss, including the dramatically increasing number of older adults, and whereas a number of states cover the cost of AIRA services for their residents, now therefore be it resolved by the California Council of the Blind in hybrid convention assembled this second day of April, 2023, that this organization seek legislation to expand the DDTP to include coverage for AIRA services or a similar service using highly trained paid agents for Californians with vision loss, and be it further resolved that a copy of this resolution be sent to the American Council of the Blind for action at its 2023 National Convention for the purpose of urging other states to seek funding for AIRA or a similar service. Introduced by Robert Acosta. So I, I would like to say that the committee has recommended a do pass, but I'd like to bring up Bob Acosta to speak in favor. Bob Acosta has joined the And meeting. then if anybody's in opposition, get ready. For once, I'll be brief, ladies and gentlemen. I wrote, <laughs> is, um, basically, um, IRA's rates are going up. And we say other services. We don't pin it down to to just ira but the the world of visual interpretation is with us now our deaf friends have got the lead on us captioning and i'm glad when i pay my taxes to help them that's terrific and we need the similar um chance to be on a level playing field as much as possible with our sighted colleagues and i want to thank jeff tom for his invaluable assistance here and i want to finally say colorado 
has offered it in their state buildings, but state buildings are disappearing, but it's still a step. Connecticut has had it. I did a little research, has had it, but it's going to end in April. The director of rehab there got it and they're losing it. And Alabama, the schools for the blind pay for it. We're not asking for that. We're asking, let's study it. Let's see if we can do something. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. All right. All right. So do we have anybody in opposition of IRA or other types of services similar to IRA being provided to us? If there's anybody that's opposed, please raise your hand in Zoom or in the room. I have Joe Green or Jose Verdi up here singing, and he keeps making me giggle. We have Margie. All right. So Zoom. we have Margie. Do we have any opposition in the room? Anybody with their hand raised? No hands raised. Thank you, sweetheart. All right. Margie let's go to hear from Margie. <laughs> I want to hear something that was read with the following the word dramatic. Oh, dramatically increasing. I, I'm pretty positive that's what that is. Right dramatically there. increasing seniors is what I heard. Um, we, I believe it's older adults. I think. Well, is what can we, we rehear that? Come on, Sarah, you can do it. I know you can. I, I don't have it. I'm, oh, Jeff, Jeff's got it. You're right. Good morning, Sarah, Jeff. It's, it's a dramatically <laughs> increasing number of older adults. Okay, thank you. I misheard it. I didn't hear the word number. I thought we were talking about us being dramatic. Thank you. Uh, well, you know, Margie, you know what happens. Um, when Sarah, I'm just, it I'm is Sunday. Don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday, just be nice to Margie Day. <laughs> I, I love you, Margie. You know it. <laughs> I do. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Now that we know that Margie was not opposed, which is good, um, let's see, is there any other anything? So let's say that if we get folks that are opposed now that don't want to talk, but want to raise their hand and say, no, we don't want this, go ahead and raise your hand in the room and in Zoom. <laughs> there you go. In the room and in the Zoom, la, 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 la. <laughs> and no, you know what it is is this this is our um it's gonna be our our next uh, uh convention theme <laughs> yeah yep exactly all right chanel my friend do we have any hands no hands in the room how about on oh, Zoom? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, I was on. I was talking. No hands in Zoom. Ah. Uh, so I declare Ira for all. No. <laughs> and uh, and before we go to the next resolution, I just want to say that um, at an event at the Lighthouse a couple of weeks ago, the uh, Ira CEO was there, and so I was actually able to meet him and started uh, some of the discussions. Uh, regarding the topics brought up in this resolution. So we're already getting a head jump on it. 
Thank you. Thank you, Gabe. All right. So number four was withdrawn. Um, it was uh, submitted by the CCBS, the California Council of Blind Students. They did withdraw it because there is a similar resolution that was already put forth last year to ACB. So Guillermo, my friend, are you ready? Play number five. Resolution 2023-05, Aggregate Data Awareness. Author, Inclusive Diversity of California. Whereas, collection of aggregate demographic data concerning membership of nonprofit agencies has become increasingly necessary for writing grants and receiving sponsorships and donations. And whereas the American Council of the Blind, ACB, parent organization of the California Council of the Blind, CCB, has requested this information from all its state and special interest affiliates based on research and member consultation. And whereas CCB has only been able to collect a fraction of this data from its chapters and affiliates, and whereas Inclusive Diversity of California, IDC, partners with CCB to increase membership from all marginalized and underrepresented communities, and whereas IDC partners with CCB to create opportunities to nurture ambassadors to bring the mission and vision of CCB to these communities, and whereas as part of the statewide effort of CCB in this matter, IDC and other chapters and affiliates need to know which marginalized communities are underrepresented to refine their recruitment efforts. And whereas the latest statistics on vision loss cited by the American Council of the Blind demonstrate the fastest growing populations experiencing vision loss are African-American or Black and Latino or Latinx. And whereas enhancing the inclusion of marginalized and underrepresented communities into CCB's advocacy work will provide more opportunities to collaborate with other like-minded organizations, thus increasing its influence. And whereas CCB members from all backgrounds have demonstrated their commitment to growing, supporting, and improving this organization, now, therefore, be it resolved by the California Council of the Blind in hybrid convention assembled this second day of April 2023, that the board of directors of this organization in consultation with IDC and other committees appointed by the CCB president, be directed to develop and implement a plan to educate CCB members through community calls, articles in the Blind Californian, and incentive campaigns to voluntarily provide this demographic information. And be it further resolved that the advocacy efforts of this organization intentionally take into consideration the specific issues faced by marginalized racial and ethnic communities with vision loss, providing clear communication of these efforts to CCB members. And be it further resolved that, when it is feasible, board of directors and other leaders in CCB regularly update the members on the benefits received from using this data, including but not limited to the receipt of grants, donations, or sponsorships. All right, all right. So thank you. That is from Inclusive Diversity of California, as Adam did say. And I will say that the committee obviously recommends a due pass. And I'm wondering, would Joe Green speak in favor? Yeah, okay. So somebody can get Joe a mic. That'd be awesome. Joe, raise your hand. Well, it is extremely uh, important. Eat your mic a little bit. Just eat it. Just eat it. Yeah, another song. Uh, as a, a, a lot of uh, grants, as the resolution says, a, a lot of grants, a lot of funding is, is uh, comes from uh, the aggregate of data. Uh, 
I think this is extremely important. Uh, how do we ident- also how do we identify a marginalized group if we don't even know what percentage uh, it is? Now, granted, there's we're not asking for personal data as far as uh, every individual, just to take it. Uh, you're uh, an, an aggregate. So, and we, uh, I think this will inc- and increase our awareness of which what uh, marginalized groups are. Also, it would increase the uh, the so we can apply for more grants and and likewise. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. And so, um, with keeping with debate, do we have anyone that would like to speak in opposition, either in the room or on Zoom? Go ahead and raise your hand. Um, is that Lisa Cushman? Um, if somebody could take Lisa a mic, please. Thank you. Um, is it at all possible that the LGBT community could also be included um, in this resolution? It was? I didn't hear it. Okay, because they specifically made reference to uh, racial and ethnic, but the LGBT community was not, you know, specifically referenced. May I speak to that? Yeah, thank you, Regina. Okay, so that was in reference to one study done by ACB, and that is what they found out. So they did not find out this was a study. It wasn't where the resolution, it was in the Ruiz clauses. And all it said was that that's the fastest growing groups right now of people experiencing vision loss. That's just, it's, it's a fact. They didn't, in the study, they did not find that the LGBTQ plus or Native Americans, for instance, although I think it's true, they couldn't document that. And so that was their study. It wasn't ours. And it's just data cited. It, it's not where the it's not in the resolves where the resolution actually is going to be targeted. OK, so it's um, so it's it's part of the um, it's part of the resolution. Then 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 that's great. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Definitely. All. Thank you, Lisa. And can I can I say one more thing? Real quick, real quick. Very quick. This is what I want to change. When I came looking for my husband, they said, I don't know what your husband looks like. And I said, well, he's an African-American. And they said, oh, I see him. That should not happen. There should be too many African-Americans to tell which one's my husband. There you go. Amen. Amen. All right. So. (laughs) Hey, you know what? If you want to tell me you look like Denzel, I will believe you look like Denzel. <laughs> looks like him to me. Yeah, he looks like you look like him to Gabe too. All right. So any is there anybody else in opposition, like actual opposition that wants to speak? Going once, going twice. Chanel, we got anybody on Zoom with their hand raised? We do not. All right. So again, we're going to do this just one more time. If there's anybody that is opposed to this resolution being passed, either in the room or on Zoom, go ahead and raise your hand. (laughs) I hear Kevin back there laughing, I think. All right. Do we have somebody? No, not on Zoom. How about in the room? 
No hands in the room, no hands on Zoom. I declare that this resolution be passed. Boom, boom, boom. All right, do we have Miss Madam Eyeballs in the room? All right, and for those of you who do not know that, you know, she's the Madam Money Lady, she's the Madam Eyeballs, but she's really my Madam Eyeballs because I'm like, hey, yo, you. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna have Lisa give us a couple of uh, uh, door prizes here real quick. She only loans me out to special people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Five dollars surcharge when she's low. Twenty five dollars Starbucks gift card donated or given by CCB. Natalie Castellano. Okay. Natalie, are you here? Okay, we will get that one to you. So I've been instructed to change the music. At, oh, so, oh, let me be like Joe Green. So at a request, I've been asked to change the music to a, a different song. So <laughs> is, is that how you do your DJ, Joe Green? Oh. <laughs> so let's see. How about, I'm just going to pick one randomly here. Okay. Let's see what this one is. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I said what we were giving away, huh? I didn't. We're giving away games. We're just, we're just giving away stuff. We just don't know. So, <laughs> uh, given by Bayview Chapter. The winner is another one of my fellow Fresno members, Shanir Derek. For those of you who do know, Mr. Shanir Derek is my best friend, but he's not here. Oh, we, we think alike. So, Shanir, if you're uh, on Zoom, I will give it to your best friend. I hope she doesn't spend it. And maybe I'll give it to you. Maybe I won't. Dun, dun, dun. It's Applebee's. Oh, and look at, oh, look at, no, Jamie's going to grab it. You better watch out, Shanir. <laughs> Can you talk about Sarah? Oh, she said Shanir who? Yeah. Is she listening? Does he have any proof? And, 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 and just because I have the mic, I'm going to tell everybody, Shanir actually goes by Batman. <laughs> All right. So. Another one? Another one. And then we're going to move on. Okay. Let's see what this music is. That sounds like Beetlejuice. So this one is for a sweatshirt, a t-shirt, and no, a $10 Starbucks gift card. And the winner is Andy Baracco. Is Andy here? He's at home. Okay. Andy, if you're on Zoom, we will ensure to get that one to you. 
This is Cecily. I would like to thank Chanel for hosting and welcome Allison Smitherman. It's a few minutes before the time for the switch, but now seems like a good time for the switch, if that's okay. Oh, yes, absolutely, Cecily. Thank you. Thank you, Chanel. Thank you. And Allison, you are host. Thank you, Chanel. Thank you. And welcome back, Allison. Thank you. Good to be here. Awesome. Mr. Robles, are you ready? Huh? <laughs> He's like, who's that? That's my dad. <laughs> Resolution 2023-06 CCB Scholarship Committee Award Requirements. Author, California Council of Blind Students, CCBS. Whereas the California Council of the Blind, CCB, annually awards generous scholarships to students who are blind or have low vision. And whereas... The CCB Scholarship Committee currently does not have requirements to participate in CCB activities, including the annual conference and convention. Whereas these scholarship awardees may never be exposed to the CCB mission, vision, and values in action. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the California Council of the Blind in hybrid convention assembled this second day of April 2023 the CCB Scholarship Committee be directed to develop a set of reasonable requirements for scholarship winners to ensure that they will be exposed to the CCB and its mission, vision, and values. And be it further resolved, these requirements be submitted and presented to the CCB Board of Directors no later than October 1st, 2023. All right. And again, thank you, Adam. Adam is, is, he's such a good reader. My goodness. Yeah, it's like, wow. All right. You did. You trained him super well. Good job, Guillermo. All right. So um, I don't believe we have Aaron Espinoza here, the president of the blind students. So I'm I'm going to go ahead and tell everybody that we do recommend a do pass. So with that being said, is there anyone who would like to debate and speak in opposition of this? Yes. Christy Crespin. All right. We have Christy Crespin in the room. Um, I have a couple of problems with this resolution. I like the intent, um, but how are you going to require someone to participate after you've already given them the award? Number one. Um, And number two, who's going to be creating these requirements? Um, Is it a committee responsibility to bring it to the board? Does the board create it? I I just, I like the intent. I don't, I just don't think this, um, this resolution. So I'm willing to respond to your concerns um, as the co-chair. You're moving to what? We're, the students, okay. um, the committee, uh, and we are all very cognizant of these concerns. And we will make sure, and I wear my board member's hat for this one, we'll make sure that none of these requirements impose hardships on students that can't be met. Our goal is to somehow uh, make sure that they are exposed to the organization, not to put hardships upon, you know, students who don't have sufficient resources to meet them. So rest assured that these requirements will be fair and balanced and meet everyone's needs. And 
Uh, Jeff, the other thing that I'm concerned about is I know NFB pays the way for uh, scholarship recipients to attend conventions. And if we're going to require it, then I believe we need to require that CCB pay for the awardees uh, conventions attendance. We, we fully understand that. That's what I, I said. We're not going to impose requirements that will infringe upon their inability to meet, to, to spend the resources they don't have. So we, we fully get that. I, and, and if I may too, it does, we. we being CCB and, and the other part is, you know, they can either, we can either find ways and find money to bring them physically to a convention or they can participate over Zoom since we're doing hybrid conventions. So, and, and to the other part of your uh, question, Christy, um, I, I envision the folks coming up with these requirements as being kind of a conglomeration of the students, uh, you know, representatives from the students, from the uh, scholarship committee and, and from the board so that we can have, you know, a group come up with things that would work and, as, as Jeff said, would not place uh, hardships on those applying. And then these, you know, the requirements as far as your question of how would we impose them after awarding scholarships, you know, that would be listed as part of the requirements in, you know, in the application. So, uh, but, you know, those details would be figured out and brought to the board next fall or no later than next fall, as the resolution says. Madam Chair. Oh, who is that? Um, this Regina. Um, if Aaron Espinoza is not here on Zoom, I did help him write the resolution, and I think I could speak on his behalf. Um, hold that for one second, Regina. Thank you for that. So, real quick, Christy, I'd like to to clarify something. So, the resolve of this resolution is that the scholarship committee will will come up with these requirements and re and recommend things to the board. So it's not even imposing anything essentially up front. Do we need to hear it again? I, I, I think it's short enough that we could play it again. Christy, would you like to hear it again? Okay. Guillermo, can you play it one more time, please? Resolution 2023-06-CCB Scholarship Committee Award Requirements. Author, California Council of Blind Students, CCBS. Whereas the California Council of the Blind, CCB, annually awards generous scholarships to students who are blind or have low vision. And whereas the CCB Scholarship Committee currently does not have requirements to participate in CCB activities, including the annual conference and convention. And whereas these scholarship awardees may never be exposed to the CCB mission, vision, and values in action. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the California Council of the Blind in hybrid convention assembled this second day of April 2023. The CCB Scholarship Committee be directed to develop a set of reasonable requirements for scholarship winners to ensure that they will be exposed to the CCB and its mission, vision, and values. And be it further resolved that these requirements be submitted and presented to the CCB Board of Directors no later than October 1st, 2023. Let me just say one other thing. If the committee, scholarship committee or the board wanted to impose onerous requirements, they clearly have had the power to do this already. So this is really only trying to impose reasonable requirements, and that's in the resolution. 
So, you know, I, I can't say it any other way, but I don't think you have any fears of a problem occurring. I can add to that. And, and, you know, the other thing is too, is when we think of reasonable requirements, the thing is, is we want them to be exposed to CCB, to the blindness movement and, and really, you know, getting folks involved, right? And so it could be that they get to choose between they go to a convention, maybe they get a ACCB mentor. I would be happy to do that. I'm raising my hand right now and volunteering if we had a student that needed a mentor, I would do that. And and it's, you know, it doesn't have to be um, one thing and a one size fits all. And so Christy, does that help? Okay, awesome. So with that being said, is there anybody that's opposed to this? Madam Chair, and, yes. Uh, this is Allison in Zoom. I just wanted to let you know we, well, we had three raised hands, and now we have one. So I'm not sure how that. Yeah. So works. we can go ahead and unmute that person and see. Yes, we're in debate. Yes. Okay. Hello, everyone. Oh, this is your old friend Linda Porrell, who used to be a member of this fine committee. And I do have to tell you that I am shocked and distressed that this resolution makes no reference to the previous um, strategy that we used for bringing students to convention. We used to pay for one night for a student and for a banquet ticket for that student. And that went by the wayside during COVID and during our financial stress um, for the last several years. But I'm absolutely amazed that nobody in the committee room remembered that this was already a practice that we had. And I'm in full favor of resuming uh, a practice and that um, ACB successfully brings most of its students to the convention in the summer. I'm paying for them to come. They uh, allow for special internships or other things that a few students get to, you know, decline their invitation. There's a strong encouragement for them to attend. So whatever you guys put together going forward, it should be a strong encouragement for them to attend. Thank you. Linda, you raised an important point. And of course, as the president who administered all that, um, I obviously was aware of that. The committee was discussed it. And that's why we, because we're in a different situation now, and we may be in a different situation two years from now than we are today, the committee wanted to keep it a little bit flexible because I don't think we're in a position now to authorize those kind of payments. And therefore, we're probably not in a position to in any way um, require anybody to come to the convention yet but we but whether that will change in a few years you know we don't know so i i, I that's really why we didn't want to be any more prescriptive in this resolution because we wanted to hopefully you know that can be revisited and renewed because i totally agree with you that's what we ought to be doing well i i consider this without some clear idea of how that's going to be, you know, um, delegated going forward, even in this coming year, it seems kind of aspirational at this point. And um, maybe that's okay. 
I like aspirational, <laughs> you know, and because we, we, we do need to uh, breathe new life into yeah. each other. Well, I, I just, I don't know how Christy felt, but as a member of the scholarship committee for many years, I felt scolded by these students for, you know, that when we were actually doing something um, reasonable in the past. So thank you. I will be quiet now. We love you, Linda. Everybody say yay, Linda. Yay, Linda. All right, all right. So we had somebody opposed. So we should have somebody speak in favor. And Regina said she wanted to do that. Well, Linda spoke in opposition. Uh, if you guys say she did, and I, she kind of did and kind of didn't, right? So, So then shall we just move on to the... Oh, Ed, I have a comment. Who is Linda that? Perel Ed, has left Ed the I have a comment. Oh, hey, Ed. Um, because I do have consumers who are, on my case, who did get the scholarships. And I do encourage my consumers to attend the CCB or the NFB if they receive a scholarship. It's very difficult to really... Uh, I, I don't want to use the word force. But sometimes they just want or require. Um, sometimes they just don't want to be involved, and it's and I could I could talk to them blue to my face, and they're busy going through school. So I'm kind of concerned about the required, maybe encourage. That's and 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 so at this point, it's just that the scholarship committee will bring forth some recommendations for requirements and the recommendations could be that they're going to strongly encourage or strongly urge. So I want to make that really, really clear. We wrote this that way on purpose. May I speak? I have the mic and I would like to yield my time to Regina. <laughs> she has a mic too. Okay. She has her own mic. Yes, yes. Regina wants to speak in favor. Let's hear Regina now. Okay, so I have gone through this process with four children very recently and at different times. And one of the things that organizations do is require before you receive your scholarship that you attend a meeting to understand about the organization or you do something. And these students know this that wrote this resolution that most organizations most require before they release the check to you, that you do something, write an essay. Um, there's all kinds of requirements and students know this. And what the blind students want to do is be on par with the current scholarship process. And we need to do that because it does make a difference. And it doesn't mean that they're gonna join our organization. It does not mean that. It just means that they're exposed to the values of the organization. And of course, we the students don't want it to be on a hardship. They had more specific language and yielded to the committee because the committee wanted to leave it open and allow it to be a process that went through the scholarship committee. And the scholarship committee is the first place that this will be um, developed. And so there's a lot of ways that this could be done and that was purposeful thank you thank you um hold on is it a comment or a debate about 
Um, actually, right now we're in debate. So do we have some... I, it's a point of clarification. Okay, then that's a different story. Okay, so we already do um, as a part of people who are um, awarded, they already have a mandatory meeting that they need to attend. And if they don't attend, then we, you know, try to work on something else. But really, most of them do attend this, what we call a mandatory meeting. Thank you. Um, and I, I'm going to go ahead and say, though, that I, I, I think that we're getting too into the weeds here. I, I, I believe that this is really, it's, it's, it's looking at how we, going forward, should administer scholarships and, and how we as an organization can do a better job of exposing people to CCB. I have, All right, I hear a call for the question. Madam if Chair. There are any, if there are any people, what was that, Allison? Sorry to interrupt, but we, we currently have three raised hands in Zoom whenever you'd uh, like to recognize. Go, time on the 20 yeah, Steve, have you been keeping time? It's it's okay. It's okay. I I think we're at about five more. I think we have yeah. I think we have about five. All right. So we're at we're at five more minutes. We're in opposition. So if anybody on Zoom is in opposition, go ahead and raise your hand to speak. First up is Sheila Gunkush Gunkushman. Hey, Allison, I haven't been on karaoke in a while. I miss you. Um, hey, thank you. hey, Sheila, are you in favor or, in, or opposed? I have a question of clarification. We're, we're currently in debate. What's your clarification? Well, it seems to me that one of the possibilities for requirement could be that they just attend three. Uh, so, um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you there, Sheila, because literally there's no... Yeah, That's there's no requirements. Saying. Yeah, there's no requirements that are put forth in this resolution. No, but what I meant is if you made them, one thing could yeah, be they could just yeah. do it locally and not all be. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Okay. Point of order. Anybody in opposition of this resolution that wants to speak in opposition, we're in debate. Uh, Robert Acosta with his hand raised in Zoom. All right, Bob. Bob Acosta here. Yeah, yeah. Bob, are you in favor? Or are you is it, well, I'm going to get to that. Are we not under suspension and can we give scholarships now? This is this is for planning for the future, Bob. So so the answer is no, correct? We don't give them now. And we, this we is why not. I'm going to vote for it, because it'll give people yes. a chance to develop requirements. And I hope the board will not only have a meeting, but I hope they'll run it by the membership. It's in scholarships yes. are great. And finally, are in the old days, which everybody says, oh, God, here he goes again. We required people to attend a chapter meeting, not a Zoom meeting, just a chapter meeting and get a letter. And if they didn't, some still got it because they're grad students, they had seminars or a lot, but we required a chapter letter and uh, that that's, uh, gets the member membership involved. Thank you very much. I'm going to vote Thank for you, it. Bob. All right. We can't. There, It's rules. We still got about two-ish minutes. All right. So we can... Martin I haven't heard anybody meeting. totally opposed here. Do we have, we have one more raised hand? Margie. It's Margie. Are Margie, are you for or against? 
I rise to speak in favor of this wonderful okay, resolution. Okay, then we're, we're looking for somebody in opposition. Okay. So hold your hold your I'll horse. Hold my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anybody in the room wanting to speak in opposition to this? I were I I yeah. This is Lisa. I have I'm concerned that if they don't um fulfill the requirements and, and they had to give the money back, what if there was a real financial so, need? Again, again, stepping backwards. Okay, okay. So there are no requirements in this resolution. This resolution has is left calling the meeting. for the scholarship committee to sit okay. down and bring forth requirements. So later on when we bring those when those get brought forth to the board, that'll be the meeting where you're gonna come and speak in opposition. Amen. <laughs> All right. So says amen. Sure. How much time we got left back there, Steve? And and Stephanie's telling me it's been 25 minutes. All right. Okay, so then I'm gonna go ahead and and, and call for the question. So so all right. So if you are opposed opposed to this resolution if you're in zoom you're going to raise your hand if you're in the room you're going to raise your hand are there any hands in zoom i have two raised hands in zoom two raised hands in zoom yes any in the room? One in the room? All right. All right. I therefore declare it passed. Yeah, I know. Oh, well, you know what, guys? That was fun. All right. Go for it, Guillermo. Resolution 2023 07 ride sharing submitted by Guillermo Robles and Steve Bauer. Whereas on-demand transportation services such as Lyft and Uber have revolutionized the way in which people travel. And whereas these services have made it possible to foster growth in our economy. And whereas these services have had an extremely positive impact on the capacity of people who are blind or have low vision across the country to travel independently. And whereas the use of these services requires effective, direct, and clear communication between driver and passenger. And whereas... A passenger who is blind or has low vision is negatively impacted by language barriers and absence of verbal communication, and whereas the lack of effective, direct, and clear communication has resulted in the following. 1. Unmet requests for a driver to communicate verbally to the passenger of their presence and identify their location. 2. Failure of a driver to follow passenger instructions. 3. Passengers being dropped off in incorrect and often unsafe locations. Now, therefore, be it resolved, the California Council of the Blind, in hybrid convention assembled this second day of April 2023, that this organization seek to enter into discussion with said service providers, seek changes in the platform to allow for passengers who are blind or have low vision to communicate their preferred language, to ensure that drivers who may take their requests are limited to those who speak their preferred language. Be it further resolved, this organization submit a copy of this resolution to the American Council of the Blind for action at its 2023 convention. All right, thank you, Adam. I liked how Adam said Uber. Um, <laughs> 
So uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that the committee recommends a due pass. And Steve, if you could hit the, the timer for 20 minutes just to be safe, let's do it. And then um, I'm assuming, Guillermo, you want to speak in favor? I, assuming. I you know what happens when we assume. I do want to speak in favor. I think that most of us who live in metropolitan areas where these services are offered, um, I can safely assume that we all have these issues and it's not enough that um, we're having to deal with the accessibility of apps more often than not, but this is to me by far the biggest barrier uh, because we do have people, we're in a melting pot of different ethnicities, different culture, and I think we need to find a way to address these issues. So I'm in full support of this, and it's it's something that's been on my mind for a while. Thank you, Guillermo. All right, so next up, is there anyone that wants to speak in opposition? Again, only raise your hand if you're in opposition. And Allison, let me know if we have anybody on Zoom. Okay, we have a raised hand in Zoom. All right, we're going to take the, the Zoom person first. Well, telephone number, okay, 510, go ahead. Oh, Dirk, I in opposition of saying anything friendly about Zoom or Lyft. They are both criminal organizations denying their workers uh, social security, uh, workmen's compensation, well, paid vacations, seniority, uh, these uh, are not things that should be supported, but uh, we do recall that Money Talks, this organization persuaded the voters of California to declare the drivers of those companies to be independent contractors and not employees. Anyway, that's my two best. I don't want to say anything kind about either Uber or Lyft. Thanks. Okay, so so Dirk, you, you're you're that was more of a comment saying don't use Uber or Lyft. Just for well, clarification, I'm trying uh, the first two for two whereas uh, says kind things about Uber and Lyft. And I uh, you're you're oh you're opposed to the kind things. Yes. I see, I see. Thank you, Dirk. All right. Do we have anyone else that wants to speak in favor now? In favor. Any hands in Zoom or in the room? No more raised hands. Oh, wait, we got we have another one. Sorry. I believe that is Earl Rob. Good morning, Earl. Earl. Yes, I strongly support this. I I personally was dropped off in a public park nowhere near my destination by a driver who did not speak one single word of English. Thank you, Earl. And I, I think a lot of us have been dropped off in weird spots. <laughs> All right. So now do this was at a park at night. Oh. And 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 were it not for my having an app on the phone, um, 
to guide me to where I was going. I was like across the street and half a block away. Oh, gosh. Thank you for sharing your story with us, Earl. All right. Okay, so well, that, all right. So we got to move on to. Do I have anybody else that is would like to speak in opposition? We do have a couple more hands in Zoom right now, Let, Madam let's, Chair. Let's hold on. So if we could okay. lower them and only have them raise if they're in opposition. Do I have anybody in the okay. room in opposition? All right. The Just real room. Anybody in the real room, my friendly volunteer? No. I'm sorry. No. no comments for opposition. Do we have anybody in opposition on Zoom that would like to speak in opposition? All right. So I'm going to declare that debate be closed. And let's go ahead and say if we have anybody opposed to the resolution in Zoom or in the room, raise your hand. Good afternoon, Miss Donna Pomerantz. <laughs> Oh, so Donna, are you speaking in opposition? Um, well, I'd like to ask for a point of order because I'm in favor of the resolution if an amendment could be added or a clause because this is something that's happened to some of us in our area when taking Uber and Lyft as well. All right, go for it, Donna. All righty. Um, so, um, completely in agreement with everything regarding the language issues. Unfortunately, something that has happened to several of us as well related to uh, taking Uber and Lyft is there was no communication because someone had, or because drivers have had hear severe hearing impairment as well. And um, so that is also something that is within the mix. And I don't know to our resolutions gurus who are there present, um, if you can add, you know, um, a phrase as well, because this is definitely a larger fact that is also happening, the language and severe hearing impairment, in fact, um, just on a little antidote in ACB, we actually experienced that on a tour with a bus driver. Um, and we didn't realize that until, <laughs> and those of you who are on that tour remember that story and remember that happening. So whatever our resolutions gurus wish to insert, because the hearing impairment issue, we have no way of knowing as well. And there have been different definite instances where we've had drivers with severe hearing impairment, and they didn't know what we were yeah, trying to communicate. Donna, Donna we, we hear what you're saying, and, and so just to let you know that that was spoke about when we were in discussion, and, um, right. and so it, I'm sorry, I'm hearing somebody in the back, sorry, and and so we, oh. we don't have that, like, specifically in there, but we do address it, and that's why it says in your preferred language, it talks about, um, you know, having something within the platform to be able to make that decision or make that selection, and so that- Can you reread that clause with that language, please? <laughs> Guillermo. Because <laughs> I'm on board. I just got to hear that part as so well. It doesn't-, it doesn't hi, hi, Donna. Okay. Um, hey, you. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> So I, I hear what you're saying. I, I totally understand what you're saying. And um, 
I, I, I feel it. Okay. Um, that is, I, I realize that that is an issue. I'm going to consider it um, an unfriendly amendment just because of the fact that um, we do talk about uh, textual communication in the resolution. And, and okay. Steve also has a comment as far as that is concerned. Well, and I did want to share, do the people who don't, because now you have and you can educate me on this one, because I know there is now a dial um, option where people could dial in. So when people dial in, would the person taking their call be able to communicate all that textual? And I knew this would be controversial, by the way, so no worries. <laughs> Uh, this, this is Steve Donna. I have a couple of comments. Uh, I yes. think the resolution very clearly affects, uh, re, uh, you know, says clear communication. Uh, I would be opposed mm -hmm. to a specific reference to the deaf because I have had three very successful rides with deaf drivers. And we were able to communicate by text. And uh, I had no problem with that whatsoever. So I'd be opposed to a specific reference to deaf. I think the resolution already uh, includes lots of language uh, dealing with clear communication. And so, Donna, I think right. as friendly as you are, I think that they're not saying that your amendment is friendly. And I knew that they wouldn't. Um, you know, that's okay. I am. I would have no problem communicating via text either, but I know a lot of our brothers and sisters in the organization don't have that ability, which is why... I was also thinking about them because I'd find a way to communicate. Um, but I know others have had that struggle. So, but I knew this would be controversial. And, um, but I did need to express it uh, because of those who have had problems. Donna, Thank you. we can make, give a tickler to Gabe on this. And then when the resolution goes to ACB, if you want to participate in the discussion on this point, you can do that, you know. <laughs> well, I think that if CCB is in support of what I'm saying, that you could bring it forward. And if CCB is not, then you have every right to not. Um, you know, I knew the discussions would happen in committee and I knew it would be controversial because of the specificity of the those who are behind. hard of hearing. And believe me, I'm very sensitive to the issues of those who have hearing impairment. Um, but just like language, which I'm totally in support of, you need to be able to speak the language. But if you guys want to bring it forward to ACB, that's cool. And if you don't, that's cool because folks have heard me speak up for our folks who have that struggle. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, and thank you, Donna. And, and I'm going to have to cut you off there, but I do want to say yep. that, remember that within the, you know, this is the resolution, but when we write a letter, we can be more specific. So, you know, there's always yeah, that. No worries. All right. so, thank you. Bye. Thank you, Donna. Um, so, Steve, how much time are we at? All right. Anybody want to speak? Well, tell, was Donna in favor or not in favor? She just wanted to make a suggestion. So where are we at? Yeah. May I clarify one thing just for informational purposes? I, really quick. I okay, if we can give Regina a mic because I cannot hear her. Oh, I have one. I guess okay. I wasn't speaking. May I clarify just a point of clarification? The list. Okay, so wait, are you are you trying to give a clarification or are you asking for a point of clarification? 
No, I'm trying to give one. Oh, we don't need any more, I don't think. Thank you. About the apps, because they've been updated. And I'm sorry? Relevant. The apps have been updated, and it's relevant. So if you update your Lyft and Uber apps in the recent update, what you'll find is that they identify the deaf and hard of hearing drivers, okay. and you have time to no, say no, that that yeah. will work for you or not. Yeah, that, and that, that's been around for a long time. Yeah, and so... yeah. 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 So thank you. Okay. So anybody want to speak? I'm thinking we're in opposition. Anybody want to speak in opposition to this? Chair, this is yes. Allison again. We have a couple of pens that have been, well, we only have one now. So should I lower them? And then whenever you call on them? Uh, well, let's, for let's see if that person is in opposition. Okay. This is health phone number 510. Uh, my heart, and I am in favor of the amendment, and thank the author of the, the amendment. The amendment's not being debated. Thank you, Dirk. That's, that's, that's what indeed are we debating, if not Out the amendment. I'm hearing a point of order in the back, so i got to overrule. <laughs> All right, so do we have anybody that wants to speak in opposition to the actual resolution, not to the um, amendment that was not friendly? <laughs> All right, hearing none, I don't hear any hands. Do I have I'm sorry, Madam Chair, we, I do see a raised hand in Zoom. Okay. Okay, Sheila. Is uh, Sheila. All right, Sheila, are you in opposition? I only have one problem, and that is... That are you in opposition or in favor? I'm in opposition unless something changes, and that something is the Uber phone line does not work well for everybody. People with blind shells can't use it because if they send a code, they have to call it back, and it's a long, icky process, and you don't get... Like Uber, Uber Assist doesn't always work. We need to make sure all this stuff works. And and Sheila, I, I thank you for that comment. However, that's a different point. That's a different issue completely. So maybe that's another resolution for next year. Thank you. All right. So shall we shall we call for the question, friends? All right. All right. So if anybody is opposed in the Zoom or in the room, raise your hand. If people are opposed to this resolution. And one raised hand in June in Zoom, Madam Chair. We have one raised hand, so I declare that this one passed. <laughs> All right. So, so, so yes. So um yeah, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna jump to number twelve, but we're gonna and Jeff is gonna read that. So Jeff is gonna move. So while Jeff is moving to go plug in his device. So you're going to come this way. And so while Jeff is doing that, why don't we stretch? Everybody put your hands way up in the air. Woohoo! Even on Zoom, stretch, stretch, stretch. That's good, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and I, I want to tell everybody a funny thing. So, you know, as, as, oh, so, well, Lisa wants to do a door prize. So while she's getting ready for a door prize, I'm going to tell you really quick that uh, this morning I asked my husband, oh, my husband's here, by the way, guys. Yay. Yay. 
So um, I asked him, I said, hey, what does my shirt say? Because you know how that goes where you like, uh, you know, don't know what your shirt says. I am wearing my shirt that says, I am not a hot mess. I am a spicy disaster. <laughs> and it is for Sunday morning. Yes. All right. So, Madam Eyeballs. $25 Target gift card given by Bayview Chapter. Oops. Bayview, folks. Woohoo. President Patty Nash. Bayview brought it. Because they're awesome. What? I don't like that one. Sarah's doing the walk like an Egyptian dance. <laughs> the winner is Debbie Cordero. Yay, Debbie. Are you in the room, Debbie? Um, Debbie is probably out there in the Zoom universe. Zoom universe, Debbie. We will ensure that we get this card to you. Are we doing another uh, one? We have a raised hand. It could be her. Do you want me to check? Yeah. Okay, 562. Is this Debbie? Yes, I am in the room. Thank you so much. What did I win? $25 Target gift card. Please, thank you. Thank you, thank you, you folks. You're doing a great job. You're welcome. We'll get Nicole to have that out in the mail to you, Debbie. Thank you, Debbie. All right. So, uh, are you ready up here, Jeff? I was concerned about trying to compete with that artificial speech, and I thought maybe I should use my Juan Nunez voice instead. <laughs> so, this is the author of this is Gene Lozano. Yay, Gene! Whereas state employees, both non-supervisory and management, are required to take various types of training courses, most of which are now required to take. Oh, sorry, most of which are now online. Whereas these courses include such topics as sexual harassment and discrimination. And whereas no such course has ever been required that generally covers disability awareness, and whereas such a course would go far to remedy the absence of state employee awareness about the negative impact on state employees and all Californians with disabilities, including persons who are blind or have low vision, caused by the inaccessibility of state programs, now therefore be it resolved, by the California Council of the Blind and Hybrid Convention assembled the second day of April, 2023, that this organization seek regulations or legislation that would require state employees, both non-supervisory and management, to take a course, prescribed intervals in disability awareness that would cover all aspects of disability access for state facilities, programs, services, and activities. And the committee recommends a due pass. So I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Jeff run this one. Jeff, you wanna run this one? Okay. Um, so do we have? Let's see if we have anybody in opposition, uh, either in the room or on Zoom. So Allison or whoever's running around in the room, do we have any opposition speakers for debate? So far, I'm not seeing any raised hands in Zoom. Thanks, Allison. You're welcome. Anybody in the room. Okay, I guess there isn't. So therefore, we will go to the uh, what we'll 
constitute the vote. And it's just those of you now who are in opposition in the room or on Zoom, please raise your hands. And if there's less than 10 votes, we'll be done with this resolution. Allison, do we have any hands in, on the Zoom? No raised hands, Tom. Thank you. And how about in the room? All right. I declare this resolution passed. Thank you very much. Um, all right. All right. Well, wow. That one was easy. Okay. And, and I know, and, and I know Jean, maybe you're going to listen to this afterwards. We want to thank you and just let you know that we are thinking of you and praying for you and, and you rock. Yes. Yes. All right. All right. So what number are we on now? Is it six, eight? There we go. People are better than me. All right. Go for it, Guillermo. Resolution 2023-08 Accessible Pedestrian Signals Submitted by the San Francisco Chapter. Whereas freedom of movement is a basic human right. Whereas an accessible pedestrian signal, APS, at an intersection provides essential safety and equal civil rights for all disabled pedestrians. And whereas Title II of the Americans with Disabilities Act of 1990 mandates that state and local governments provide programmatic access for people with disabilities. And whereas the maintenance of roads and pedestrian pathways is a program of state and local government within the jurisdiction of the ADA. Whereas the recent court case involving ACB of New York versus New York City confirmed the applicability of the ADA to APS installations. And whereas three decades after the passage of the ADA, the vast majority of signalized intersections in California lack APS functionality. Whereas, with the exception of the city and county of San Francisco and other cities, if any, most communities in California appear to have no plans to bring their signalized intersections into substantial compliance with the ADA through the installation of APS functionality in the foreseeable future. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the California Council of the Blind in Hybrid Convention assembled this second day of April 2023. This organization demands that all signalized intersections in California must be brought into substantial compliance with the requirements of the ADA through the installation of APS functionality in the next 10 years. Be it further resolved, this organization calls on each of its chapters to advocate with city and county governments to revise their ADA implementation plans to include specific procedures and timetables for upgrading their signalized intersections with APS functionality in order to achieve substantial compliance with the ADA within 10 years by sending copies of this resolution to appropriate local officials, testifying at local government meetings, forming coalitions with other local disability rights and pedestrian safety advocacy groups, litigation, etc. And be it further resolved, this organization shall assist the advocacy efforts of its chapters by advocating with relevant state officials, forming coalitions with statewide disability rights and pedestrian safety advocacy groups, helping chapters to secure legal counsel, etc. All right, guys, so we we have a slight problem. So that is not the correct version of that so jeff is going to plug in over here <laughs> la, la, la. the sun will come out <laughs> well there we go bed show bottom dollar and your penny it stopped for a second but it is 
booting up. So in just a minute, it should be it's in several of them actually it's in several of them. there's several changes so let me make sure that it is going to boot up here and uh okay so nobody walk behind jeff he's in the Left end. He is in the front left end of this table. No, I don't think so. Just hit the left folks yeah, now. So nobody on Zoom walk behind Jeff, okay? If you want to come here one more time so you can get this in, in fifteen seconds, or if you can't, we'll just do yours. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you can. Okay. What's up? It's it's said it was. It did. It did everything it was supposed to, but it hasn't started up yet. It's a, it's a, so while we're waiting for that, how about our ACB Capital yeah. Chapter? Aren't they welcoming? Sorry, we yes. Yeah. Sorry. I know. You guys, wake up. Started. Wake up, wake up. Thank you for welcoming us, welcoming us to, uh, what would you, would you call it, Pam? Cowtown. Right. Kind of got, I booted up and it got stuck at 71. So, mm -hmm. okay. but I, what we need to do is press and hold this little reset button. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do that too. Welcome to the cow town. It doesn't work right now. Dun, dun, dun. Can we do a door press while we're waiting? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. We have Madam Eyeballs back in the room and she's going to give us some door prizes. $25 Starbucks gift card. From the Glendale Burbank chapter. Woo! I think, uh, point, do you have a key or anything? Let's see what this one is. Let me put a little key. Okay, I like that one. And the way, and I, just left from talking to him, Hannah Semyon. He just he just walked off. Just walked off. Oh, I'll take it up to him. Oh, okay. awesome! All right, let's do another one. Another one? Yeah. Okay. Let me write his name on it. Okay, another one. Another one. Let's do a Bluetooth yep. speaker. A Bluetooth speaker. A T-shirt. And a Starbucks gift card. Oh, all right. $10 Starbucks gift card. I take donations, by the way. I, I don't I don't need a 501c3 status. <laughs> Hello? 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 I don't know if he left already. Rick Plath. Yay. Are you still here, Rick? I think he left. Okay, we'll get it sent to him. How are we doing over here, guys? Another door price? Another door price? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Let's see. So let's do $25 Amazon gift card, 
do we wait, wait, Lisa? Do we have two twenty five dollars Amazon gift cards that we could put together? Let's see. Let's okay, okay, do okay. it. How about a twenty five dollars Amazon gift card and a twenty five dollars Target gift card? Oh yeah. Now you're okay. speaking our so language. For this one, I have to really shuffle, like shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. So shuffle ten times, and let's go. Steve Mendelssohn. Oh, yeah. Did Judy and Steve leave already? Oh. We'll send it to him. We'll send it to him. Well, maybe they're still here, but just not here. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll go find him. Okay, I'll go look for him. <laughs> and as we're still working, let's let's give away another door prize. Sounds good to me. Yeah, let's do it. How about okay. we, we we do something else kind of exciting and how about a retro swag sweatshirt and a $25 obese gift card. Oh, you get to wear your CCB swag and go have some uh an Applebee's nachos. With the bourbon shake and the, or oh. the bourbon chicken and the Oreo milkshake. Oh, yeah. There like you the go. song says. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're hungry. <laughs> yeah. Done. And the winner is, she just walked out the door, but I swear this is completely random. I will accept this on behalf of Liv Presley. <laughs> Congratulations, Mama Presley. Mama Presley. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So, all right, everybody. So it looks like our friends, Gabe and Jeff, are ready up here. Uh, this is 2023-8, Accessible Pedestrian Signals by San Francisco Chapter. Whereas freedom of movement is a basic uh, civil right. And whereas an accessible pedestrian signal, uh, APS provides essential safety and equal, um, and equal civil rights for all pedestrians with disabilities. And whereas Title II of the Americans with Disabilities Act of 1990 mandates that state and local governments provide programmatic Access for people with disabilities and whereas the maintenance of roads and pathways is a program of state and local government within the jurisdiction of the ADA. And whereas the recent court case involving ACB of New York versus New York City reaffirmed the applicability of the ADA to apps installations. And whereas more than three decades after the passage of the ADA, the vast majority of signalized intersections in California still lack ATAPS functionality. And whereas with the exception of the city and county of San Francisco and a few other uh, cities, most communities in California appear to have no plans to bring their signalized intersections into substantial compliance with the ADA through the installation of APS functionality in the foreseeable future. 
Now, therefore, be it uh, resolved, etc., and I'm going to skip that stuff, that this organization demands that all signalized intersections in California must be brought into substantial compliance with the requirements of the ADA through the installation of APS functionality within a reasonable period of time. And be it further resolved that this organization calls upon each of its chapters to advocate with city and county governments to revise their ADA implementation plans to include specific procedures and timetables for upgrading their signalized intersections with APS functionality in order to achieve substantial compliance with the APA within a reasonable period of time. And be it further resolved that this advocacy may include such activities as sending copies of this resolution to appropriate local officials, testifying at local government meetings, forming coalitions with other local disability rights and pedestrian safety advocacy groups, or the use of litigation or structured negotiations. And be it further resolved that this organization shall assist the advocacy efforts of its chapters to the extent possible. And be it further resolved that this organization continue to advocate with Caltrans for installation of APS at all signalized intersection within the state's jurisdiction. And the committee recommends to do pass, and I am going to leave. Thank you very much. And may I say that that is an example of how we, as people who are blind or have low vision, can adapt and problem solve. Yes. All right. So, <laughs> Jeff A.R. All right. So, um, do we have anybody? Who, so, we're going to start the debate. Do we have anybody that wants to speak in opposition? You have a question, Karen? Okay, can somebody get a mic? I got a microphone on my hand. Yes, Karen Schroeder, just with a quick question. Um, I just came in as this was starting, and so I heard Mr. A.I. Adam, and and then I heard Jeff, and I thought that A.I. Adam said a time frame of within 10 years. Yeah, so the, the I one didn't that, hear Jeff say that. Yeah, so the one that was played was wrong. It was the, So we're not doing within 10 years. We're just saying in a reasonable amount of time. Yes. Summer. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, so ignore Adam's. Adam was a liar. Adam we, was We wrong. got Adam the wrong file. Yes. 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 Yes, yes, it, yes. It wasn't Adam's fault. Adam only read what he was given. Yes. And and so, so with that being said, do we have anybody that would like to stand up and speak in opposition? Karen's in opposition? Oh. 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 <laughs> anybody in, in Zoom in opposition raising their hand that would like to speak in opposition, Miss Allison? No, ma'am, not seeing any raised hands. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and are are we lying? Is there a raised hand? No. What did she say? Oh, I thought you said whoa. Like, oh, wait, there's one. Okay. No. Sorry. Sorry. No, no sorry. <laughs> no, I said okay. nothing. I'm blind and blonde. Um, all right, friends. It, it is. It's a very, very, very interesting combination. That is for sure. And so I want to thank our, our friends from the San Francisco chapter for putting this forth. Yes, it's very, very awesome. It's an important thing. And on top of that, so we're going to go. If there's anybody opposed to APSs at our corners, go ahead and raise your hand and zoom in, in room in the room. And, and maybe we will tell everybody who you, what your names are. And no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 
I'm being funny. <laughs> Are you in opposition? <laughs> he says, oh, yeah, right. All right. Do we have any hands in the room? I don't hear any hands, so maybe that means there's no hands. None in Zoom either. None in Zoom either? All right. Mm -mm. All, right. all right. So I declare that PS is for all. <laughs> all right. So Guillermo, we'll, we're going to go ahead and do number it's nine. Hold on real quick. So we're going to do number nine. Our 10 and 11 are our are, are gratitude ones. Nine and 10 are the gratitude ones. So we're going to skip to 11. And then um, Lisa, would you make it, try to make it possible or somebody make it possible? We can get a few hotel staff and, and volunteers in the room. And then we're going to do nine and 10 together. Sound good? Well, just a couple. Yeah. Uh, that's what Yay. I was thinking. Exactly. Yes. yes. All right. So we're going to go ahead and do number 11. Okay. Oh, and Amy, Amy is fantastic too. Resolution 2023-11. Suffrage of needles for insulin injections. Author, California Diabetics in Action. Whereas in order to avoid significant health problems, such as vision loss, loss of limbs and organ failure, insulin-dependent diabetics must inject insulin in the prescribed dosage and at the times required. Whereas many blind and visually impaired insulin-dependent diabetics, as well as elderly and other insulin-dependent diabetics, are on a fixed income. And whereas in order for insulin injections to work in the body effectively, it must be injected with a needle or pen, which may not be covered by Medicare and other insurances. And whereas the primary option to get the dosages of insulin into the body is with the use of a needle. Whereas, because of the cost of the needles patients have to incur in order to inject insulin as often as several times a day, many low-income diabetics, including persons who are blind or have low vision, reuse needles or skip necessary dosages, thus jeopardizing their health. And whereas, several municipalities throughout the United States provide needles free of charge to individuals addicted to opioids to control the spread of HIV and other similar diseases, now, therefore, be it resolved by the California Council of the Blind in hybrid convention assembled this second day of April 2023. This organization support legislation that would require California healthcare insurers to cover the cost of needles and other mediums of injecting insulin and be it further resolved that in order to seek federal legislation applicable to Medicare and all health insurers, a copy of this resolution be submitted to the American Council of the Blind for action it's 2023 convention. And the. What's up? Oh, oh, so we think this may be incorrect as well. So we're going to we're going to stand by on this one. And Guillermo, let's go ahead and play nine and ten. And um, we have here in the room, Lisa, you want to. Oh, did, did anybody else that uh, that was there on that res uh, the night we discussed this resolution? Uh, recall, does that sound correct or does it sound like we have the wrong one? No, okay. Yeah, I thought so too. It's a little bit different than what I was reading along with here. So, um, so let's, I can, 
I can read it. You guys will have to suffer a little bit. I'm sorry, but I can read well, it. Well, you know what? Let me, what we can do is we can do uh, is Lisa back in the room. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Here. So Lisa, we're gonna go ahead and do nine and ten. So Lisa wanna announce who's here. So we have here Donna, who has been our banquet captain for the last few nights. And I have two volunteers, one that has been our mic runner, and I'm so sorry, ma'am, I don't know your name. Lori. We have Lori, and then I have uh, one of our guide dog relief volunteers in the hallway, and she's actually helping somebody with the dog right now. <laughs> but I think she might be coming in, and I unfortunately don't know her name. That sh sh is that Sharon? Kathy, one of them. It's either Shannon or Kathy. All right, so Guillermo. Resolution 2023-09 Hotel Appreciation. Whereas the staff and management have gone above and beyond to make this 2023 convention of the California Council of the Blind a successful and memorable one. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the California Council of the Blind in hybrid convention assembled this second day of April 2023. This organization thanks and commends the staff and management of Arden West Hilton Sacramento Hotel for the outstanding efforts in hosting this convention. That, that sounds right to me. So for, for each of you three that are here, I have a $10 Starbucks gift card for you. Beautiful. And then let's go ahead and play the second one, the number 10. Resolution. 2023, 10, Volunteer Appreciation. Whereas the first hybrid convention of the California Council of the Blind would not have been anywhere near as successful as it has been without the outstanding efforts of each and every volunteer, now, therefore, be it resolved by the California Council of the Blind in hybrid convention assembled this second day of April 2023, but this organization expresses its profound appreciation to each and every volunteer for their assistance at the 2023 California Council of the Blind Convention. All right. So I think we're all in agreement here. So if there's anyone opposed, um, you may you might want to sit under your table. Um, <laughs> I, I hear somebody. I hear Karen asking to do a comment. Just Give a, a quick comment. comment. I, I specifically want us to acknowledge her name is Debbie and she was in the restaurant this morning. Somebody called out and she was incredible trying to help everyone. Yes. Gay Debbie. And I want to thank Amy because Amy is super awesome too. She's been one of our wait staff, um, our servers during our, our lunches and dinners and such. Oh, Pam needs a mic. And we want to thank Tossie and Misty. And Anthony, Mario, Marshall. Did anybody bring my friend Pam a mic? Okay. I want to thank Jamie because Jamie's been running around here like she ain't got good sense either. And she actually helped yesterday very well in Kahlua. And I really appreciate that. So I want to thank Jamie. Yay, Jamie. Yes, and we will be sure to to get copies of this resolution. Like we said, to, you know, the the resolutions will go to the to the hotel to thank all of the staff here. So, you know, they've been great. Um, all of the all of the volunteers, including our own members, like you know Jamie and others that have stepped up to help. I know um, Nikki has been helping people. So, yes, we've had Nikki. a lot of 
we've had a lot of our own members that have stepped up and gone way above and beyond. So we thank everybody here that has helped. This this is Christy. I want to also thank Patrick. Oh, yes, for yeah, sure. we just forget about him. For the yes, stuff that yes, he yes. and also my husband who stepped in on help. Yes, who helped out with the yellow brick road yep. project on Saturday. Thank you. Meg, yeah. But I think so. I, might, it's, yeah. it's not, yeah, yeah, it's might not be, SpongeBob's best friend, know. Patrick. It's yeah. Yeah. That's oh, that's true. You guys are both Mr. and Mrs. Thomas. Go figure. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. so so therefore I, I'm gonna go ahead and declare that these two resolutions be Thomas oh, Chair. Yay. Hi, Madam Chair. Uh it's Allison. We have a raised hand in Zoom whenever you Please want to recognize. Go ahead, Allison, and then okay. um give Okay, thank you. Uh, Margie. Thank you. I know the resolution has passed, but I want to give three special shout outs. I want to give a shout out to Shannon and Kathy for coordinating and managing the relief area. Without that, we wouldn't have people helping us. So thank you, Shannon and Kathy. And we can never forget our dear friend and family member, Eric Skyvers, who has been here and helping out. Thank oh, you. Yes. Thank you. Thank I, you, Margie. I have another one I was going to ask. Is everybody up there blind? Um, this is Diane Deutsch. I'd like to shout out to the puppy raisers who, man, well, who took care of the relieving area when we took our dogs out. And if we missed something, picked up after them. They were awesome. Yay. The puppy meet and greet, greet was absolutely fantastic. Awesome. The, the awesome. guide dogs, our guide dogs, love the puppies. Awesome. And and we're gonna go ahead and, and stop right here. So thank you, everybody. We, we we can shout out all of our thank yous from the rooftop later. Right. Um maybe Donna won't like that. I don't know. So I'm gonna hand it, I'm gonna hand it over to my friend here, Gabe. And Jeff Jeff is left. Let's all say thank you, Jeff. Oh. Um, if you have the edited version that we did. Oh yeah, yeah. If you want to come up here and read off my device, um, you can do that. Uh, Adaptability that, problems. That way we're that way we're not going to subject everybody here to my reading. Bear with us a moment while we get Mr. Steve up to the front here. Uh, I haven't read this before, but uh, we'll see how we go here. Resolution twenty twenty three eleven. Coverage of needles for insulin injections. Author: California Diabetics in Action. Whereas, in order to avoid significant health problems, such as vision loss, loss of limbs, and organ failure, insulin-dependent diabetics must inject insulin in the prescribed dosage and at the times required. And whereas such injections must often be made several times a day, and whereas many insulin-dependent diabetics have little to no, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, have little to no income, and whereas in order for insulin injections to work in the body effectively, they must be injected with a needle or pin, which may not be covered by insurances, and whereas because of the cost of needles, Many diabetics reuse needles, putting them at risk of 
additional disease or skip dosages altogether, and whereas several municipalities throughout the United States provide needles free of charge to other populations to control the spread of HIV or other diseases. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the California Council of the Blind in Hybrid Convention assembled the second day of April 2023 that this organization support legislation that would require all California health care insurers to cover the cost of needles and other means uh, of injecting insulin. And be it further resolved that a copy of this resolution be submitted to the American Council of the Blind for action at its 2023 convention. End of resolution. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Steve. And the, the committee recommends a due path. And I want to thank the California Diabetics in Action. Yay. Woo-hoo. All right. So um, in opposition, do we have anybody that wants to speak in opposition? Let's start the debate. Karen has another question. Karen, all of your questions. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, Karen, did you steal some of my triple shots? Just a thank you. Just a quick question, Karen Schroeder. Um, so it said needles and other means. Was there, I just wondered, was there any discussion? Are we talking pins? Are we talking, you know, pumps? I mean, I, it, it could go pretty far here. So I just wondered if there was discussion on that. Um, Gabe, I'm going to defer to you because okay. I, I was actually at a concert when they were resolving all this. So am I stepping back into my substitute co-chair position? <laughs> uh, there was a discussion. Yes, it was pen, pens. And I know pens were discussed or mentioned in that resolution. But um, I think it said you know, needles and other means just to be able to cover whatever means somebody might use. Okay, thank you. Appreciate that. I am not opposed. Very good. Okay, so do we have anyone in opposition in the room first? Any hands? I would like to speak in opposition. Maybe let me clarify. All right. Do we have anybody on Zoom that wants to speak in opposition? Madam Chair, we have a raised hand of 510. All right. Dirk, I believe. I heard. And does it require an amendment? The last amendment we did not have a vote on. But I want to eliminate the word no and little or no income. Nobody has no income, not even a prisoner. And little income is proper and sufficiently descriptive. Okay, Dirk. So in the room, I'm hearing in the back, Christy Cressman, who is the president of CDA. And I'm, I'm thinking that you're taking that as a, not a friendly amendment, correct? All right. Thank you. Thank you, Dirk, Dirk. though. Uh, you are saying that. I'm not saying that. To my mind, it is a friendly amendment properly characterizing the proper wish of but the sponsor. It, it's not true that nobody has anything. They may get something somewhere. All right. So with that being said, because that was just a an amendment, do we have anyone that wants to speak in opposition of the resolution? All right. I hear none. Allison, do we have anybody on Zoom? Someone, uh, Margie just raised her hand. So, all right, Margie. 
I have a procedural question. Sure. I'm in agreement with Dirk. Regardless of, because I'm in agreement with Dirk, I don't think there's anybody with no income. And I think it's important to put things forth um, that are factual and accurate. As I recall, and I don't know who our parliamentarian is, but I'm sure they will correct me. If it is not a friendly amendment, it could be made as a motion to amend. Is that correct, parliamentarian person? I believe she misunderstood. Yes, technically, if uh, if it's not taken as a friendly amendment, yes, it could be moved to have it as an then amendment. I would like to move to re- to with to withdraw from this resolution the part. Oh my goodness, the two words "no income." All right, so we have a motion on the floor from Margie to amend and and delete the words no income, correct? So little income? Actually, it would be uh, to no, wouldn't it be? So it would just say little income? Yeah, That's so little. Fine. Little, mm-hmm. It would be a minimum. Really the no income, it would be removing the little to no, so it would just, or the uh, to no. To no, then. Oh, so so Christy has a suggestion here, Margie, in the room. Of I'm minimal. open. But wait, hang, hang on. We need a second on my amendment before we can discuss it, don't we? Yeah. Do we have a second? I know Dirk will. Um, who was that in the room? Diane Deutsch seconded. All right. Thank so you. we got a second. Well, and and yeah, you know, Christy, if we can get my Christy a mic so that she can speak. Yeah, that would first. be helpful. Um, you know, if, if Margie would agree to Christie's, it may be a friendly amendment. We may not have to have any debate or. Uh, well, I argument. could withdraw my motion if that's the case. We'll see. Right. Yes. That's one thing. Let's get Christy a mic. So, hello. Yeah, we're we're waiting on Christy to get a mic. No, I have a mic. This is Christy. Oh, Christy, you got to eat the mic a little bit, babe. Um. So, I would take minimal. Not everyone has income. People are homeless. People are not all on SSI or whatever. Um, So I'm sorry that you guys are debating this, but I would accept minimal. So how about this, Gabe? Can you read it with with the word minimal? And so Margie can hear and see if that. Thank you. Yeah. So it would say, whereas many insulin dependent diabetics have minimal income, How is that, Margie? I like it a lot. I withdraw my motion. All right. Thank you. All right. So we change and and, and thank you and and say minimal. Yes. And and thank you, Margie, for keeping me honest and on my toes. I appreciate you. Oh, that's a big job. It's full time. (laughs) (laughs) Now I will mute. (laughs) Full time job with the crazy blind lady. All right. So now can we, shall we call for the question on this last resolution? All right. So anybody that's opposed, raise your hand in the room and on Zoom if you do not want this resolution to pass. (laughs) Ah, and I got Gabe over here finishing it off. All right, Allison, do we have any hands? No, we do not. 
All right. How about, do we have any hands in the room? And we did it, guys. We made it through resolutions. Oh, my goodness. Wasn't this fun? Eh, I don't know. Uh, my watch is dead. At, at the tone, the time will be, uh, it's 12.13. 12.13, everybody. All right. Here. We only have five more items on our agenda. 72. 32. All right. We're kidding. Oh, <laughs> look, at we sticked out Lisa up here. So how many door prizes do we have left, Lisa? Uh, we have one, two, three, four, five, six. And Oops. I have... Give it to item. Yeah, that's the one I'm waiting on. I got about uh, 12. Okay. Right, let's wait. Uh, about about 10, 12, and a, but still a bunch of Bluetooth speakers. Let's see what prize. Yeah. Okay. But I want to do that one that you just said. Can we do that one right now? Yeah. I think so. Maybe we'll put it up. Let's look. I'm doing it real quick. Yeah, let's see what Okay. Give it a Okay. So this door prize, I said it in a meeting yesterday. I don't want to give away, but I'm going to give it and I'm going to hope the wheel hits on a good name. I'll look at the wheel for you. Yeah. So this. Door prize was donated by Pam Metz. It is a candle wax warmer and a lot of candle wax that smells so good. I, I'm right here, Lisa. This is like walking on sunshine music. The winner is Constance Gressmer. I said that wrong, I know. Constance. Is Constance here? Doesn't sound like that. Okay. Oh, she's virtual. Okay, then we will. You don't want to leave it with me to send. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get it sent out to her. Congratulations, Constance. Then we have, also donated by Pam Metz, a burgundy color insulated tote. It's kind of like a lunch bag. It's uh, very, it's probably about medium, medium size. Um, it would probably fit a good lunch and a whole lot of other things, some snacks. So let's see who wins this one. I don't think this person wants to take any more bags off the on the airplane, but it's Guillermo Robles. Yes. Hey, I heard Guillermo has an empty you, suitcase. You just want another bag to take on the plane. I <laughs> I, I heard Guillermo has an empty suitcase to take home. I, I heard Guillermo already has lots of baggage. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, Guillermo likes lunch. Guillermo, you want an insulated lunch bag with ice packs that Pam Metz donated. Uh, you know, uh -huh. Kent, uh, Guillermo needs an insulated lunch bag for that uh, long commute he has to go to work. <laughs> and let's do a CCB sweatshirt, a $10 Starbucks gift card, and a Bluetooth speaker.
I think he left already too. Chris Fendrick. Yeah, he left. Okay. That's an easy one to get him to. Maybe I'll take a drive. <laughs> more or? I'm doing one. One more? Yeah. Okay. Chris Fendrick. So let's do a good one. How about a $25 Starbucks gift card? Stop pulling my name. That's going to get me. Let's do a $25 Starbucks gift card and a $25 Applebee's. That's a good date night to me. Right. And both of those, one was given by Bayview Chapter, the other by Active Blind Inland Valley. <laughs> Charlene Ornelas, are you on Zoom, Charlene? Uh, I think she you know she's been on week. Zoom. She was virtual this weekend. Yeah, we'll so we will be yep. sure that we get those to you, Charlene. Congratulations! Yay! Yay, Charlene! Hey, right. Are we ready to go back to business here for a moment? All right. So next up on the agenda, um, instead of doing committee reports here, I think what we'll do is over the next few months, we will invite various committees to come present at board meetings and do that. Um, so what we're going to do here is go to all the business. Is there any old business that anybody has from, I guess, previous conventions that we would need to bring up? Going once, going twice. Is there any anybody on Zoom that we have with a hand up? I have a raised hand at the moment, and that is just a moment. I'm sorry. It's Margie. Margie. All right. Mr. President, I do not recall, and if and and I don't drink, so I may have been I, asleep, I but I don't recall in your president's report hearing any updates on resolutions that passed last year, and that was one of the resolutions that passed last year is for the president to update us on resolutions. Yes, ma'am, you are correct. I apologize for that. That was an oversight on my part. Um would you um, would you accept if I give give some updates at the next board meeting or two on those? Of course I would. And you know, okay. the one I'm particularly interested in, but um, yes, that would be acceptable to me as long as we get an update. Okay. Thank you. Yes. I will uh, I will work Appreciate on that, all, Gabe. The, all that update information because some of it I don't have at my fingertips right here. So we That's will, okay. I'll, I'll, you know, maybe a couple of board meetings. Like I may do a couple of the next one and then a couple of the one after, but we'll get updates on those. However, you want to do it as long as we get updated. Thank you. They will get done. So thank you, Margie. Mr. Chair, we have another raised hand in Zoom whenever you're ready. All right. Who's the next hand up in Zoom? That would be Sheila. All right, Sheila. Um, I'm embarrassed, but my question is. There were three or four resolutions I had questions on, and there wasn't enough time between finishing reading the resolutions and you went straight to debate. When are we supposed to ask for questions? That's it. You have questions on resolutions from this morning? 
Oh, we didn't have enough time for questions. Uh, they were never asked for, so I never had a chance to ask them. And now I don't remember. I know one of them was about the APSs. Are we going to involve other legal eagle allies to help us with litigation and lawsuits? Um, Sheila, what we can do is maybe reach out to Sarah on those resolution questions that you have. Uh, that we did try to, to call for questions on debate and stuff, but um, but if you have questions on on or specific questions on resolutions this morning and and um, implementation of them and, and what they might mean, go and reach out to Sarah or myself and uh, or both, and we'll be happy to talk about those with you. Yes, Pam. Bye. Everybody say goodbye to Pam. Oh, she said she may come back. Thank you, Pam. <laughs> All right. Are there any other questions or old business to bring up? We have another raised hand in Zoom, Mr. Chair. Okay. Okay. Uh, five one zero. Go ahead. Hi, uh, uh, Gabe. Uh, it's wonderful you're going to give updates at the board meeting, but besides updates on last year's resolution, can you cover previous resolutions where we have to do more work? Thanks. Actually, for you to cover uh, what work you need to do on resolutions. Dirk, the work that we would need to do on previous resolutions, that would be part of those updates of kind of where they are, what's been done, and what still needs to be done. Does that answer your question? Great. Thanks. And thanks for your good work at this convention. It's just super. All right. Thank you, Dirk. Any other Old business. Any old business in the room? Old business. Do we have any other hands up in Zoom? No hands at the moment, Mr. Chair. All right. And I'm not hearing anybody here in the room yelling for it. So let's move on to the next item, which is new business. Is there any new business that anyone needs to bring up? Any new business and either here in the room, if anybody has something, has something or on Zoom, do we have any hands up in Zoom? Don't see any right now. I kind of felt like some of those uh, hand raising things were new business stuff anyway. So um, oh. hopefully those got taken care of. Anybody oh, now we have a room? raised hand. We have, oh, sorry. Okay. We have one raised hand. <laughs> they just raised it. 510. Is that Patty? No, is it? Yeah, I think it might be Patty. Yep, they're still muted. Yeah, I know. And we're... Hmm. Do we have anybody here in the room while we're waiting for your Zoom person? Do we have anybody in the room with new business? All right. No hands, and I'm not hearing anything. So um, I think that's Patty. So um, if, if you do have questions, like, you know, we may have to move on here. Um, if you're able to get on mute, we can try to come back. Otherwise, maybe give me a call and we'll see what we can do to answer whatever it was. Uh, is, she, is, is that number still muted? Still muted. 
Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's move on to the next thing. And um, if you're able to get unmuted, just let us know. But the next up one up is um, Miss Sarah, our convention planning committee uh, chair, wanted to say some specific thank yous here. So first of all, before she does that, I want to thank her and the entire convention planning committee. Um, and my co-chair. Yes. Oh, sorry. And Andrea is co-chair. Thank you, Andrea, for stepping up and taking that on. Uh, you know, obviously, Lisa and Nicole, who put tons of time into uh, assisting and just countless others that have helped throughout the, the weekend and you know over the last six months that we've been planning this. So thank you to those. And with that, I will turn it over to Sarah for a few words. Gabe, real quick before Sarah, you take over. Can I just, can we all give Nicole a good round of applause? She is a, like Sarah said, a bad capital A, $2 signs. She's been rocking it all weekend with me. So, and she rocks it in the office. So we have to give Nicole a good round of applause. We do. Let's do it. Hey, Nicole. All right. Hello, hello, everybody. Okay, so first and foremost, I want to thank our ACB media friends, um, our Zoom host, Cecily, Deb, all of you for really, really getting good stuff going for us and, and making sure that we can have all of our CCB family connected. Thank you so very, very much. I want to thank my co-chair, Andrea Decott. So Andrea stepped up and super duper has helped me. Um, I've had some interesting stuff going on the last few months health-wise and otherwise and so it really means a lot to me that she took some time to help me out I want to thank my madam eyeballs Miss Lisa Thomas yes because you know I, I don't know if you guys know we've been on the phone like most of the last couple of weeks trying to make sure all this stuff was gonna work um and I want to thank all of the committee all right so let's see can I get you all all right so of course we have Andrea we have Lisa we have Larry we have Guillermo we have Steve we have Rob we have Pam who already left we have Alice we have Regina we have Joe and of course we have Jeff and Jean did I miss anybody I don't think I did Oh, I did it all the first time. My blondness must not be that blonde this morning. Um, and and really, I want. I did not get Phil. Okay, so Phil. Phil is okay. So and and I have to tell you, I was so excited for Phil to get that award last night because. Phil is the guy that like, you're like, hey, Phil, can we make this happen? And he's like, sure. And then two minutes later, you get an email and it's happened. Um, so I, I didn't forget him on purpose, but I, I definitely know that he is one of our strongest members in CCB. So woohoo, big woohoo to, to Phil. And I want to thank all of you who are here in the room, out in the hotel, on Zoom, out in ACB media land, wherever you may be. Um, the CCB is still alive. We got to make good stuff happen. And we are all, what are we? Bad A double dollar sign when we are what? Better together. Woohoo! So with that, I'm going to hand it on back over to Gay. Oh, and we are affiliate of the ACB. <laughs> I heard that. Oh, you know what? No, you know, I forgot somebody. 
I did. I totally forgot somebody. I forgot Jamie. Jamie, you, you're over there falling asleep and you let me forget you. Yeah. I can't forget Jamie. Yeah. Never forget Miss Jamie. I know. I know. So, okay. I suck. All right. Love everybody. <laughs> she said it, Gabe. She said it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Sarah. Uh, before we go on to our last item for the day, did, did we ever get our uh, phone number on Zoom unmuted? Uh, no, and I, I took their uh, permission to talk away. So whoever it was, you can raise your hand if you if you are able to get unmuted. Uh, Lisa, do you have the number of, of how many people we had registered for this convention? Yeah, give me one second. I'm just pulling up my my spreadsheet right now. It was 83 in person. and It was it was a big number. Uh, hold on. Let me just. The Wi-Fi here is awful. A couple more registrations. So we roughly had a hundred and sixty two registered for convention with um, ninety four of those being in person. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, let's go us. All right. Um, did our person raise their hand, Allison? Or is it Allison's we have? Yeah. Allison, do we get our person on Zoom to raise their hand again or no? I have it, and I've allowed them to talk. I, I didn't raise my hand, but I just want to thank everybody for an excellent convention. I know it took a lot of work and a lot of planning, and it was really fun and invigorating and inspiring, and thank you. Thank you, Patty. Yep. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I heard out in the room, and I'll I'll say here, thanks, Patty, for, uh, and Bayview for all the door prizes. So, um, and speaking of that, the last remaining item we have for the day is, uh, Madam Treasurer, let's see all the remaining door prizes that we have there. Uh, we still have a lot. I have so uh, let, let, maybe maybe bunch some up and let's uh, let's give some grand prizes here. Okay, how about a twenty five dollar Starbucks gift card and a Bluetooth speaker? And a $10 Starbucks gift card. Did that sweeten the pot a little? So $35 in Starbucks. So, no, no, no. $25 Target. Oh, Target, sorry. Bluetooth speaker, $10 Starbucks. So you can rock out, head to the Starbucks to go shopping at Target. What? That's a, that's a Saturday for me. Catherine Schmidt Whitaker. Yay. Yeah, she's got her hand up. Mm -hmm. 
Now let's do a CCB sweatshirt, which happens to be the most popular thing today, I think, is the sweatshirts. Bluetooth speaker and a $10 Starbucks gift card. Artist basin. Yeah. Is she still here? Oh, yeah, she's, she's still here. Back, right, or middle. Yeah, she's still here. So two winners at that table back to back. Oh, Kevin, that must be the lucky table. <laughs> okay. Last one. $25 Starbucks and a Bluetooth speaker. Okay, so let's spin the wheel. I don't like this wheel. It keeps coming up with my last name, but the wrong first name. Ron Presley. <laughs> Started with those. Two. I know. Not you. But Lisa was the right name to put. Can you go take it to Ron? Oh, is he out here? Yeah, he's in the back where Patrick is. So I think I've just been given permission to say this, right, Gabe, Sarah? Yes, ma'am. So for, for, I have for probably service. about 10 or 12 Bluetooth speakers left. And I know Nicole doesn't want them at the office, and I don't want to have to take them to Fresno. So if anybody would like a Bluetooth speaker, just come up. Well, Artie, David, I got you. I see your hand. No, no just fight. Raise your hand first come, first serve. Raise your hand, and I'll have Calvin bring you one. And we have a raised hand in Zoom. <laughs> yeah, who is it? If it's somebody who wants one, we'll send it to you. Who, who's the raised hand in Zoom? It's Margie. Margie. I want one. I want one. I want one. <laughs> Margie, I'll I'll have one go back to the office for Nicole, and maybe Nicole can work and out I'll something work, with you. I'll How's work that? it out with Nicole. Yep. Thank you. Yay, I got a door prize. Yay. <laughs> and we now have three more raised hands in Zoom. I, I think Larry's out of order. You're welcome. Oh. I, I'm sorry, those Gaspin guys back there, you guys are out of order. I'm sorry. Hey. We have three more raised hands in Zoom. You get to keep it. Okay, so I, I've just been given permission to give something else away. So Guillermo, Steve Bauer, Larry and John Gassman, and Rob Turner, if you're still here, I have $10 Starbucks gift cards for you for all the hard work you've been doing back there at that desk. 
Let, let's hear for our AV guys that have kept us on the air and kept yes. our bikes going and everything all week. And those guys have been back there at that table all weekend doing a great job. Is is Rob still here? Yeah. I, I, oh, okay. Rob, oh, oh, okay. so that's and, those and four answers. Oh, do we have I Rob AI, AI now? Put his name on it. So, do you know who Rob is? Yeah, I do. Okay. Do you want me? I, I hear I his just, computer is back there, so maybe just set one on his, his name computer. on this one. I just put his name on that one, so that one would be Rob. And and the answer, yeah. Kevin's question over here. We you you keep your lanyard. You keep it. Yes. Oh. And it matches your back. All so right, you can walk like, around with your swag bag and your lanyard. And I'm be... done giving away stuff. All right, guys. I think we've given everything away that we uh, that we have here to give away. Oh, I know I am done. I said oh, Lisa's officially oh, done. All, right. all right. So with that, at uh, roughly 12.40 p.m. on uh, March or April 2nd, 2023, I am going to declare this convention adjourned. Thank you, everyone. It's great being here in person again. Love it. So we'll see you guys at a, uh, I believe, yet-to-be-determined place next year. Safe travels home, everyone.